0: This is Free Talk Live, the spooky Sunday Halloween edition! <laughs> Again with you, it's Luther. And Dale. And the puke. Yes, the terrible three, the infamous three, have returned to haunt your, your Sunday evening. Haha. <laughs>
1: so, how you I guys doing? i come
2: to haunt you with my accent. <laughs> how you all doing tonight? Good. I'm yeah. doing fantastic and hungover. Yeah,
1: I'm surprisingly not hungover despite last night's party. So.
0: Right, I was smart enough to take a aspirin with a nice tall glass of water before yes. I went to bed.
2: Well, so did I. I mean, but I'm still just kind of hungover.
1: I just wussed <laughs> out and like went to bed early at my own party. So yeah, you did. Yeah,
2: you did, Dale. When yeah. did you go? It was I think it I was, was tired? nine, 9 p.m. when you went to sleep.
1: Yeah. No, no it's like, why <laughs> Yeah, when you put on some Matlock and... <laughs> uh, take some Daritol, Okay, I'm starting to feel my age little now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey.
0: All right, guys. So, uh, Dale, uh, I believe you're going to start us out with a bit of history on the
1: origins of Halloween. What's that yeah. phone number,
2: Luther?
0: 603-435-1105. Thanks, sir.
1: Yeah, I thought uh, it'd be interesting to explore. Like, it, Halloween is one of the most obscure holidays, I think, in terms of where it comes from. Right. You know, I, I thought it came from Satan. Well, yeah, sometimes. All good things do. <laughs> yeah, usually. Um, and it's one of those, It's so I did a little bit of, uh, you know, I did some really in-depth research. I, I typed in uh, Sam Hain into uh, Wikipedia. Ooh, <laughs> Google. Get a and, grant um, for
0: that? What's that? You get a grant for that research?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got a Swedish fish for it, so. uh. Uh.
2: (laughs) Apparently, I'm in the business of giving out grants now. The grant of one Swedish gummy fish. Now y'all are
0: going to be hyper for about an hour and then pass out on me, aren't you? I've got a
2: whole can of uh, Monster Energy drink here.
1: (laughs) You guys are the ones that are going to have a hard time. I I don't have to be up quite so early as you guys. Yeah, mister,
2: look at me. I'm retired or something.
1: But yeah, uh, in fact, I I think I heard you talk about Sam Hain one point that made me... Site, i should look it up but did i i think people are probably familiar with it but not knowing where it comes that was from that what.
0: was dan's band after the misfits right uh maybe
2: okay well it's also one of the craft worlds of the eldar in warhammer 40k <laughs> there's, yeah there's uh, some obscure for you wow
1: yeah so sam hayden is a gaelic festival held on october 31st to november 1st and
2: now we know why dale knows about it
1: yeah the word gaelic yeah <laughs> not not what it sounds like, actually. Uh, the the Irish name Samhain is derived from Old Irish and means roughly summer's end, a harvest festival with ancient roots and Celtic polytheism. It was linked to festivals held around the same time in other Celtic cultures and continued to be celebrated in late medieval times. Due to its date, now this is where I'm going to question it. Due to its date, it became associated with the Christian festival All Saints Day, And greatly influenced modern celebration of Halloween, but I, I, and in fact, I'm pretty sure I've read it somewhere because another done it with other holidays Mm -hmm. uh, like Christmas. Yeah, (laughs) I I think that the Christian date is not a coincidence. I think it was chosen because that's when Samhain was celebrated. Uh, Someone, it's been it has been known that uh, that Christians would convert convert pagans. Uh, fairly effectively by convincing them that they were just that this was just a slight variation on their religion mm-hmm. and that they were worshiping the same gods and everything and then they would build churches they've got they've they've opened up church church altars and and underneath found altars to uh, or or look underneath churches and torn down walls and found altars to pagan gods and things like that that were un unaltered they were just built over them as right. if oh we're building a new temple over the old one and then convert everyone to christianity yeah, and then
2: slowly work in the new christian sort of ideals and really i think you know they were just going for the whole uh was tithe money you know they did they didn't really probably care <laughs> well there's, what, tithes, there's there money and power right? yeah there there's was
1: being able to con- just controlling it was the
2: power actions. over the people and then the tithe which i'm i'm sure that's what they wanted most of right. all and and you see god needs of... his money <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you know he's got He's like Uncle Sam. He's got bills to pay. That's true. He's got ladies to take out. Word.
1: So, uh, Sanhane, it marked the end of the harvest, the end of the lighter half of the year, and beginning of the darker half.
2: Dun, dun, dun. It
1: was traditionally celebrated over the course of several days. Many scholars believe that it was the beginning of the Celtic year. It has some elements of a festival of the dead. The Gales, and it's not, these aren't gay people. But the Gales <laughs> believe that the broad. <laughs> I have to explain Are this. They stuff just to windy.
3: You. <laughs> Maybe they're just windy people.
1: <laughs> the Gales believe that the border between this world and the other world became thin on Sam Hain because so many animals and plants were dying. It thus allowed the dead to reach back through the veil that separated them from the living. Bonfires played a big, a large part of the festivities. Notice we had a large bonfire last night with a That's, big pentagram.
2: Yeah, and the pentagram.
1: That and, was just awesome. totally like
2: pentagram. Uh,
1: yes. You I think uh, it, it was very faint. No? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so. sorry. <laughs> it was hard to
2: see once the uh, once it actually got dark. But, yeah, yeah, it's I even hard it to see in the daylight. Okay, to be yeah. honest with you, but yeah, it wasn't late.
1: that. And also, it was painted over leaves and things that move around and kick around. Yeah. And so it's it pretty much got disrupted very quickly. If we were actually be, if we were trying to summon a demon, then uh, that you know as soon as you mess up the pentagram, you're in trouble. Yeah, you know? then they the demon And they get angry and get you. An escape. That's yeah. the whole point of the pentagram. Well, so, next
2: time you use the the goat guts, yeah, or something, I think know, it's. Usually, yeah,
1: I'm pretty doing. sure that's the official pentagram. No, we, I don't. We, we didn't have
2: any virgins on hand. I really don't slaughter. think
1: pentagrams have anything to do with any of the, anything. Oh, there are probably virgins
2: on hand. There just wasn't any slaughtering going on. There's no. so
1: much blaspheming of Halloween that's that's happened over the. Uh, right, we need I'm to sure go back to, to its demonic to roots.
0: It. Is is what you're saying? It's too watered down for you. It's
1: it's really not. Well, put the Satan back in. We need to get Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So, um... It allowed the dead to reach back through the veil that separated from the living. Bonfires played a a big role. People and their livestock would often walk between two bonfires as a cleansing ritual, and the bones of slaughtered livestock were cast into its flames. just the bones, like they're already dead, and they've gotten all the right. good parts off. You know, it's it's good to sacrifice. It's, I like it when the gods like the parts that we don't want anymore. Right, right. You know? They just want and, the and bones. If them. you look at in the Old Testament, it was it was the blood. You know, you're supposed to get the blood. As you your know.
0: God, I demand a
1: sacrifice of Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> I want oh, the, okay. <laughs> I want the blood and the cartilage. The you know that part of the the part of the chicken leg that you don't like. To, you're always trying to eat around. <laughs> right. uh, that's the part that I want for my sacrifice. But the
2: filet mignon, you can keep that. I'm, you know, I'm a cool yeah, guy There's like nothing that. for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Gaelic custom of wearing costumes and masks was an attempt to copy the spirits or placate them. In Scotland, the dead were impersonated by young men with masked, veiled, or blackened faces, dressed in white. Oh, you can't do that nowadays. Now, this, is, this is interesting. Well, yeah, it's politically mm. incorrect. Sam <laughs> yeah, have the sam, salmon, sam, samnag, samnag, samnag turnips, which were hollowed out and carved with faces to make lanterns. Oh. Turnips. They were also used to ward off harmful spirits.
2: Well, of course they used turnips because uh, I'm pretty sure. Isn't the pumpkin an indigenous
1: North American That vegetable? may be. Wash that, that, that's a squash, good point. Yeah. I, yeah. It, but it is... It's clearly... This clearly seems to be the origin of the jack-o'-lantern, but it was turnips. So I'm going to do turnips yeah, next year. Sense. I'm going to be a purist. There you go. Well, <laughs> well, wait. How big does a turnip get, though?
2: Um... Not that big, right? I, I guess the could. The size could of your be, fist, yeah. maybe. So they'd be really be a, small. This is a You'd little jacket. You could
1: hang them. it. You could put a little, you know. Right, it and, and it just up. use yeah.
2: birthday candles.
0: Hey, there's a telephone. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, I'm almost done with this section. The Gaelic Festival became associated with the Catholic All Saints Day and All Souls Day and has hugely influenced the secular customs now connected with Halloween. A name first attested in the 16th century as a Scottish, Scottish shortening of the fuller All Hallows Even. Sam Hain continues to be celebrated in a religious festival by some neo-pagans.
2: Interesting.
0: So there you have it, the uh, dark and brutal history of Halloween. It's so so it, scary. It, it, well,
1: yeah, it really isn't that scary. No, it, it really it's, isn't. It's just... Uh, and they
0: anyway. make it out to be as if it, uh, you know, the... Uh, the I folks think, who speak out against it.
1: Yeah, I think the, all the satanic stuff got added in by Christians right. actually, I mean, Probably.
0: Well, yeah, they, they did I that mean, with a lot of things. There's some talk
1: about the dead, you know, the dead and and the, there's just there's this sense of the veil between yeah, life it and death. Yeah, pretty much becomes anything
0: and, and, but, and that was one of the the things I remember hearing is that uh, Satan invented all the other pagan religions in order to confuse people and uh, you know, Centuries before Christianity even came around, right? <laughs> he created it way before that, just to confuse people and get them to worship his beliefs. You know, that he was tricking them. So to worship paganism is to worship Satan because he he tricked them into it. Oh. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I don't know. I wonder who tricked them into taking all those pagan pagan activities and turning them into Christian holidays. Right. <laughs> all I know is I blame holidays. the Irish. The bringing in the bringing in the green for Yule at Christmas time and all that <laughs> stuff. You know.
0: Yeah, mistletoe. that's the number you can call in and talk about whatever you want this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition, 603-435-1105. That's the number you can call in and talk about anything you want.
1: Yeah, just in case you need to correct my pronunciation on something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is Luther. And Dale. And the puke. And FTL Sunday editions are brought to you by English.freetalklive.com. Hey, everybody. Go to English.freetalklive.com if you would like to make 20 or $30 an hour all online from your home. You'll be conducting English conversations with Skype on Skype with folks from other countries, like Japan, for example. So get this: they will pay you handsomely to help keep you keep up their already learned English. Let's say Kaiko from Japan knows uh, that if she doesn't use it, she will lose it. She needs you for a natural English speaking gift. So get the ebook and discover how to find these passionate people who will pay to talk to you on Skype. So check out English. and start your own. Eng- your own online English conversation business. That's english.freetalklive.com. You'll love yourself for it. All right, and we go to the phones and to the fun, and we got Ty on the phone. Ty, are you with us?
4: Actually, that uh, word looks like Samhain. It's actually pronounced Salwain. Sal-wain. It's Gaelic, so, I mean, right. a lot of Gaelic words... Yeah, They certainly do not sound like, like how they're spelled. That is
1: actually a pretty big pronunciation for something else. Yeah, a lot
0: of times they'll have like four or five consonants in a row, and it'll you know
1: be what? some let kind of weird. Let me see if they actually give, uh, and maybe I didn't pay attention to it, yeah, let me see if they say does. on Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, just yeah, to give yeah, okay, another example,
4: does. like uh, the Banshee that a lot of people, you know, spell B-A-N-S-H-E-E. Yeah. That's actually originally B A B E A N and then S-I-D-H-E. The S-I-D-H-E <laughs> is pronounced <laughs> she. And right. That, that, that one I am familiar mounds. with, she. Hmm. Th- those were earthen mounds from uh, Irish mythology had that uh, spirits dwelled in those mounds.
3: Hmm,
0: interesting.
4: So the Banshee was one of the screaming uh, folk from the she.
2: Gotta love they, those they, languages that use the same letters but pronounce them differently. The right? she English. are uh, uh,
1: the she are referenced in this. Uh, there's a new series out of England um, called Merlin, which is totally bastardizing the the mythology around Merlin, uh, King Arthur, and everything. But but yeah, they do talk about the she in there, so it's interesting.
4: Yeah, but anyway, it's you know, nothing nothing to feel bad about, Dale. It's just you look at that word and it looks like Samhain, but. I don't know how they get it, but it's Sal Wayne.
1: Sal Wayne. Mm-hmm. They do have some, some some pronunciations on here that that are probably something like that. They look really weird. But... All right. <laughs> if,
4: you to, uh, if you go to if you go to dictionary dot reference dot com and look the word up, it has a uh, little speaker icon, and you click that, and it'll it'll give you the pronunciation.
1: They have that on Wikipedia too. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yep. Yep. Right about at the top. I can't do it right now because we're on the air. But... <laughs>
0: anything, All right, well. Uh, anything else on your uh, mind happy, tonight?
4: No, that's Happy Halloween.
0: <laughs> All right. Happy Halloween. All
4: right. Bye-bye. All right. So Halloween, there we which is
2: actually pronounced the for me. Right. Oh. I believe
0: it's pronounced Jim.
1: Hey, there's a telephone. There it just... is. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> the Mash shovel. them buttons.
0: <laughs> Yeah, when I get angry, I just hit buttons.
1: But yeah, I had ah. heard that coming from All Hallows' Eve. I, had, that's, I think that's the where the modern term for Halloween comes from. Right. Yeah, Salwin, right. Salwin, right? Salwin. Apparently All Hallows' Eve. Halloween. Didn't fit on a card. Mom, I want to go celebrate All Hallows' <laughs> Well, I was just going to... And, and, and of course, so the actual origins of Halloween seem to be based in Salwin. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm actually um, upset about an even more modern mutilation of Halloween... Which is that it was you know there is this notion of there are all these there's a Halloween theme which is like ghosts and ghouls and witches and demons and spirits whatever Batman, jack o' lanterns scarecrows whatever right and there's all this stuff meat and then and then it's not, but that's like somehow it became monster. a costume party like just whatever like little Bo Peep or yeah. well that's why it's apparently a very popular thing this yeah. year was
2: Lady Gaga and her meat dress. Some crap. <laughs> I heard that on the radio the other day. So
1: uh, Was that uh, was that a recent thing? I, almost, I was
2: in one of her videos or some crap. I don't know. I almost paid attention that. to that fruitcake.
1: He <laughs> almost went as uh, uh, Lady, Lady Gaga in a meat yeah. dress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the, the nice thing about that is you They're, can eat your costume afterward. They, that's true. <laughs> they were
2: all
0: sold out at Walmart, though.
1: Yeah. No, no more Lady Gaga in a meat dress at Walmart. No, huh?
0: instead I had to be Judge Burke.
1: <laughs> I hope they <laughs> keep that in the in the fri- refrigerated section of Walmart. <laughs> Can they can they sell
0: meat like that in Walmart? I think it has to be prepackaged. <laughs> you we don't have a super Walmart. All the meat yeah, I've seen at Walmart summer. is always frozen. Deli,
1: yeah. So I don't know. Darn. All but, right. Uh, yeah, but it's been it's been bastardized, and so I had a I had a Halloween party, and I think I dis- I had less people turn out for this party than most of the parties I tend to have, and I think it might be because I told people don't just come in a costume; you need to come in a Halloween themed costume. And a lot of people interpreted that to mean it had to be scary, which isn't exactly what I meant, but that that's okay, too. But, yeah, like, my, my whole costume. thing was it just needs to be, like, you know, it's Halloween. It, it is, like, you know, ghouls and zombies and witches and something about something Halloween, you know, or just come as yourself. <laughs> like, don't, don't dress up, but it's uh, okay. Rules yeah, confuse no more- me. Yeah, they <laughs> they they'll, they'll having a really strict Halloween party. So you yeah. throw everybody the off,
2: anarchists do all these rules for this party.
1: Yeah, just <laughs> just come however. And pentagrams probably don't have anything at all to do with Salwin, but I drew a pentagram around my bonfire yeah, I and I wonder put torches. what the origins
0: of the pentagram are. I never understood. That. Well, that's the pentagram. The is, I have read
1: about that. There there is some if in in, the, in in terms of practicing witchcraft. The pentagram has origins there, mm-hmm. and then um. It has to, um, it's supposed to, you know, protect you from spirits or something. And, you know, it's just, it's superstition is ultimately, but. Right. But, uh. As
0: with so many other things.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's, but it's not, but it, it, it doesn't really have anything to do with, uh, Satanism. Again, no, all the Satanism was itself. all added in later. The whole, cause really, you know, originally witches didn't have anything to do with. Right. They don't, they don't. They don't have a right. Satan. Right. I
0: was reading. <laughs> Pentagrams
2: were used symbolically in ancient Greece and Babylonia, and are used today as a symbol of faith. But oh well, that's not an origin. Well, uh Christians well, once more commonly use the pentagram to represent the five
1: wounds of Jesus. So there you go. Oh uh, no. wow, that one I hadn't heard before. I have seen it. Well, if it's it. in uh, Wikipedia, it, it is, it's there's so, something about not it. The five pointed star is like a is like the uh, a person stretched out. If you look at um. Well, it would be your head, both your, your arms, head, both, both your arms, legs. and both legs. It's right. And, and then there um, when the satanism element was added back in the inverted pentagram once again like like the inverted cross which is also misunderstood the inverted cross is not satanic either but that's mm. something that was a lot of people have taken to mean right uh, yes. it, it's actually it has to, it's actually a symbol for a saint uh who 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 did not feel uh, if i can't remember the details but he didn't feel worthy of using a uh, like he he actually crucified himself or something but he didn't feel he wasn't worthy uh, uh to, you know, since Jesus, so he did it upside down, or right, something right, like right. Yeah, I've heard and that so, too. Um, so, the, so again, I think the satanic when the satanic element was added in, the pentagram, the inverted pentagram became the, like a goat's head. Yeah. You know, the two, the the two horns, the ears. It's well, it's the,
0: like that with a, a lot of satanic things. imagery. Um, like even the the way Satan looks himself is based off of Pan. You know, the old uh, pantheistic. Yeah. God of the woods, you know, the little goat man. No,
1: no, no, let's no, well, co- no, <laughs> That's not pantheistic.
2: According to but... the. Polytheistic. Right, yeah. polytheistic. On the me. Satanic Bible, there's a goat inside the pentagram Is lord Lord Baphomet. 603
0: 435, whatever the five, free talk live. We got more coming up. You can be taking your calls. Hail Satan! This is Free Talk Live 603-435-1105. That's the number you can call in and talk about anything you want. This is the spooky Halloween edition. Ooh. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> we
1: were terrifying. supposed to get dressed up. I, I, uh,
0: I did. I came as a Ghostbuster. That's right. You I'm wearing a tie. A <laughs> this um,
1: doesn't that count? Yeah, I'm I'm reaching I can't know. Yeah. So where's your where's your Ivy Cap? That's
2: what I want to know. I know I did totally for anybody watching the cam, Dale's for once, not wearing his ivy cap,
1: and right. the rest of us And are
0: I, I went out of my way to go pick one up today. So. There you go. See? Yeah,
1: and I, we would have matched if I'd just worn it. I've Aww. been wearing it a lot lately. I know that you would have been, been cute. Oh, well. So. Uh, <sighs> next time. The <with> Three Stooges.
3: <laughs> <clears throat>
0: um. You guys want to talk about the history of the candy scare,
1: poisoned Let's talk candy about it. scare? That, that's that's I would like to. I think this it's this is one of those things that's like massively blown out of proportion. Yeah, because right, right. the other day yeah. I got a
2: bunch of razor blades and there was a
1: damn apple in it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Hated like when that happened. I, I, mean, I can remember. I can remember healthy. them encouraging parents to go through all your candy. They have to search your yeah. candy. And, oh and, man, I found be... pixie
0: sticks in my anthrax. Jeez, there you go. <laughs>
1: Uh, It could. I think this might be a conspiracy by parents to to have an excuse to go through and pick out all the good candy before (laughs) you get any
0: of it. Probably, my mom used to do that. Sort through uh, your candy, you know. Yeah, when she would sort through my candy, she'd be like, "Oh,
1: you gotta save me some of this." (laughs) My mom doesn't talk like that, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I I busted my ass for this candy, lady. Hey there, young Chris. You You go get your own candy. I busted my ass for this candy. I trekked up, up and down <laughs> up the streets of this neighborhood. That's right.
0: It's a tax. It's a candy tax. That's right. One uh, of my earliest learn it. Yeah, one of my earliest experiences <laughs> with uh, you know tyranny. I guess
2: you wander around <laughs> to strangers, beg for free crap that you don't deserve, and then when you get back home, they just take it. I worked hard it. for that.
0: I had to scare them. They all told me how oh, scary really? I was. They go, "Ooh, a scary. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? <laughs> what are you, Mexican or Italian? <laughs> <laughs> hey." I'm 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 both. <laughs> so I got the uh, I have the the history He's of just poisoned... a white hot white hot ball of lovin. <laughs> well, yes, but to, on more <laughs> important notes, you know, I have a uh, well. What could be more important than that? I have the history here of uh, tampered candy
2: on our streets in our, America. Yeah, I bet it's happened like twice, and then it just, just about, gets yeah. blown out of proportion, yeah. like swine flu.
0: Yeah, and. and well, I'll I'll let you uh, I'll let you listen in. Although the origin of the candy this is from Wikipedia. Although the origin of the candy tampering myth is uncertain, there are two events in particular. So there you go. There's two that no doubt played a large role in how the crisis was shaped within the public's mind. The first event took place in 1964, where an annoyed Long Island New York housewife started giving out packages of an in edible objects to children whom she believed were too old to be trick-or-treating <laughs> and ah, i would get that, that too like all the way into middle school i would still because i i just wanted candy you know yeah <laughs> i would put on you know the glasses with the fake nose and mustache and that would be my costume <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i would get uh little pamphlets on why i should convert and love jesus and not not celebrate all <laughs> right. I mean, yeah wow
1: <laughs> so did they give you candy at least two did they give you a, a pamphlet?
0: Oh, I and got candy. No, 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 no. They just gave out. They that. just get. Oh, that's. Just, it was actually. A that's, that's going to turn a kid well,
1: against a, whatever they're pushing. It was,
0: it was this girl I knew, and her, yeah. So let's hope they keep doing it. Her parents were missionaries, so they would oh. hand out you know information instead of you know goodness. <laughs> yeah, wow. I'd skip that house. <laughs> so so this lady would hand out uh, non non edible items. Um, the packages contained items such as steel wool, dog biscuits. <laughs> And Steel ant buttons. Wolf. Ant buttons, you know, the little ant traps, uh, which were clearly labeled with what? the word poison. Sweet. Yeah. Um, though nobody was injured, she was prosecuted and pleaded guilty to endangering children. The same year saw reports of lye-filled bubblegum being handed out in Detroit and rat poisoning being being given at- in Philadelphia. Yeah, something about 64, you know. I guess everybody was just really distraught over the death of Kennedy. They had to poison kids on Halloween.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's what I would have done. <laughs> I, I, I just ever since then now, uh, so you, now I know there's a big thing where you weren't supposed to eat any candy that wasn't still sealed in the original wrapper, right?
0: Right. Or if anybody made like a treat, like a Rice Krispie treat, or, right? You're uh, not supposed uh, to eat that. Obviously, apple. that's not
1: sealed in the original wrapper. So yeah, yeah. Cardinal. Don't go to bake sales either. Bake Homemade sales, is the they devil. might be poisoning you. Oh my gosh! You know, and yeah. the thing about this that makes it so ridiculous is is that only this one day parents are following kids around. Most of these, I mean, if you, and yeah. parents go around with their kids a lot. They didn't when I was little. I mean. We our, no, my parents. I guess we had older. Like
0: when, yeah, when I got older, they they just let us. Go. I,
1: I guess we had older brothers and sisters with us at the time, so it was it wasn't really we weren't completely unsupervised, but but you see parents following kids around all the time, and no one's going to be able to hand out poison Rice crispy treats and not get tracked back to who that is, right? You know, I mean, it's not it's not uh, it's not like you're going to be able to sneak some poison into well, some kids there and some not things get caught. My
0: mom would actually take away and not let me have, and I would just eat those while I was walking around, you know, before. There I go. already got home. Yeah, so it, it, you know, kids are gonna go for what they want. Excuse me, um, <laughs> they're gonna go for what they want if they see something and they know that it's gonna be prohibited. They're gonna go ahead and eat it
1: before and it I, gets to you. That's why. That's why I think it's so important. You know, parents need to actually explain why they do something instead of just saying "don't do that." Like, like explain why. You know, yeah, and then try to. I, I'd kind of like so to, you, you, to try
0: an experiment because I, I love to bake and cook and stuff and like i maybe like just make up like the most awesome goodie in the world and just be like hey listen you know i i I, don't, I didn't buy candy i made this you know but would you accept it you know and just see how many people say no you know like as if i'm gonna poison their kids what what kind yeah. of motivation would i even have to do that
2: because they're children
0: well yeah i don't <laughs> like I them. them i just want them to leave me alone though that's it
1: um okay. well i mean Stop I handing out candy to them. The I wonder if they <laughs> would take it these days. Do you think they'd be overly cautious and not take it I, uh, or not eat well, it? At that's least that's really the only reason I would ever. They might take do it, this. and just not eat it. Right. 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 To be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be two
0: faced. I mean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've never been trick or treating. What? Yeah. My, oh my, God. my my parents were incredibly religious, and thus uh, was not allowed to worship Satan. Oh. So I've never <laughs> been trick or treating in my entire life. Blasphemy. I don't have any... You guys are just talking about crap
1: that's foreign to me, so... (laughs) <laughs> oh man, we'll, we'll
0: have to take you next year. Yeah. or maybe maybe we'll just Did put just the show on. Well, I wonder we'll how many people if the there
1: sh- are Christians that don't want to celebrate Salwin type stuff on we'll, Halloween. We'll have Sam come down and take All over Halloween.
0: the show, and you and I, Dale, will take him out <laughs> trick or treating. Yeah,
2: I think like so. he's our. Kid. You can just tell him that I'm your retarded cousin, and they'll believe it. <laughs> yeah. All I have to do is talk to him, and be like, "Yeah, that guy's got problems."
1: But the Christians <laughs> that don't want to want you celebrating I Halloween because candies. of the origins in Salwin. What about Christmas events that are or originated in Yule? like well, bringing parents, in the green the whole Christmas tree thing is the whole bringing in the green which had to do with again a, a winter coming well you right. guys will like this change of seasons yeah thing. They,
0: they believe that if they could keep you know a bit of the essence of nature alive all winter long that you know they would be blessed the next spring or something like that that's it's, a it has, fruity well, it, thing.
1: You know, it had to do with the fact that you know you're closed in and you're yeah. not able to go out like you yeah. and go enjoy nature so they bring some in they take evergreens yeah that and bring makes in and they, it was you know the some whole some no- sense I mean I don't like yeah. to
0: bring a dead tree into my house
1: well <laughs> they, there's uh, are yeah,
2: dirty, filled with squirrels.
1: <laughs> it wasn't always necessarily a Christmas tree, but the wreaths and yeah. and and just greenery. Yeah, uh, uh, what, was, what are the the plants with barn. the
0: red leaves? Holly.
1: No. Oh, roses. Red leaves. Um, um, trees
0: and poinsettas. Poinsettas. Yeah. Oh, those yes. poppies. Yeah. Tomatoes.
1: Well, and this, and lot, this, but there's uh, a lot of the, the leaves elements. leaves are green uh, on all those. Oh, right. But a lot of the elements of Christmas came from pagan holidays. Right, right.
0: Mistletoe was another one. I forget the explanation of that and, like, why you kiss under the mistletoe. Well,
2: my family didn't celebrate any of those holidays and either. Then, holidays. Wow.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> Good day. Should've so, bought Didn't,
2: didn't celebrate any, any of those holidays me a either. either. Australian no Christmas? for beer. <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? I do that sometimes.
1: No Christmas. Dude. No, we did not
2: celebrate. Turn Christmas? Australian? We Did not celebrate Australian Day. We did not celebrate like Valentine's or Easter, anything. Um, non secular holidays like Thanksgiving and Fourth of July. That was about it. And then there was wow. there was some weird like actually those are secular holidays. Passover like. they did Ash was, Wednesday. No, didn't do that. Rosh Hashan? No. <laughs> Keep them coming, buddy. Diwali. But there was yeah, there were some holidays that were like. Just kind of with our church that we did that weren't like with anyone else. So like all of this, all this like childhood stuff that people normally do, I never participated in. Well, and that's, that's why so I like to murder on little so- animals in the side of the street. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that you're have not have really missing. You're not
0: really missing out on. <laughs> Clearly. That's the number you can call in and tell Puke whatever pressed asshole he is. This is Free Talk Live. more coming up. Good evening, this is Free Talk Live. With you as always, well, not as always, but occasionally, (laughs) it's
1: Luther. And with you as occasionally, Dale Burt. And
2: occasionally, they call me Puke, and I don't know why Luther is talking so slow. Because it's... (laughs) Sh- oh spooky? spooky! Okay, spooky <laughs> Spooky and half asleep. You know,
1: I have tried to get Delbert to stick as a nickname, and it just doesn't stick.
2: Really? Well, because yeah. it's just I like adding Bert to the end sometimes. of your name. Yeah, I guess it's, it. it's elongating your name. Nicknames should be shorter. I had like eighteen
1: <laughs> nicknames in the Navy, and now I can't get one to stick. So that's all right. Did you?
2: Yeah. What were your nicknames in the Navy? Let's. Anyway, uh, pointing yeah, in the studio, and we're all I confused. See it. Just... <laughs> So,
0: Come on, you, doofus, there's a Well, call I guess we might as way. well go to the call. I was going to read a we little don't. ad, but uh, Free Talk Live. Who's this?
5: Hi, guys, it's Ray, Ray here.
0: Better turn your hey, dogs you down. Is yeah, in a kennel. <laughs>
5: yeah, they just seen a crow.
0: Oh, or a squirrel. Love, yeah, they love anything that moves.
5: Yeah, but you know, I said I was thinking about your talk about Halloween, and on Friday I was in the store with my wife doing some shopping, and a couple little girls came up with their mother. They were dressed as little princesses and. I made a remark to her about candy and, uh, you know, about, the, you know, they're going after the candy or something. I said to her, and she came off with this idea that, that the dentist buys the candy back from them. So they go out and collect all this candy, and then the dentist pays them so much a pound. <laughs> would, Yeah, I mean, it just made me think, whoa, boy, that sucks. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted that as a kid. You know, I I, I would have trick-or-treated back in the 60s, so there would have been they 1967 or so. And so, you know, it just seemed to me like, God, this is a raw deal all the way around for for kids. I mean, you know, you're talking about the the razor blades and the apples and stuff. And of course, we all, that was out there then. I mean, because I don't, I think it was probably 68. So figure if that story you told was from 64. Right. And I lived in California at the time, which is very populated, like, you know, housing development. So, I mean, you literally went out there with a, pillow sack and just cleaned up. Oh, yeah. Houses where you... You know, and these kids today, they can't enjoy... I mean, that was fun. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I know you're younger than me, probably, but that was a heck of a lot of fun.
1: Oh, yeah. I really looked forward to it every year. I remember when my family decided to go to a Halloween party uh, instead of trick-or-treating, and I was just miserable that year. Oh, man, yeah. I me? was just miserable. They could not... I mean, you know, they're trying to tell me... They're trying to hype up this Halloween party and how wonderful it was going to be, and they... They told me about, oh, Dale, they're going to have all these different they're gonna have all these different contests for like the funniest costume and the scariest costume and all this different stuff. And they dressed me up as a hobo. And they said, you're going to win the funniest costume, Dale. And then we get there, and the only one they had was scariest, the scariest yeah. costume or yeah. something. And well, I just seems... remember being so miserable, and Aww. I missed out on trick-or-treating for that. And all. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Puke didn't even get to go to that party. They dressed, so up, my, they yeah, dressed up my brother as a woman. I don't know what you guys woman. are talking about. They dressed my brother as a woman. They basically <laughs> just dressed my brother in drag, and that was the... Just the most hilarious thing for them, and
0: yeah. But that sounds like more more something adults would enjoy than kids. I think kids want to yeah, go. Yeah,
5: the adults were yeah. cutting you out of the. You knew the pound per pound. That party was not going to pay off. That's right. You were going. If you were going yeah. to go house to house, you were going to get some good stuff. And you know, you were talking about uh, the food that people would make, and I remember that people used to make those uh, popcorn balls.
3: Oh yeah, was
5: like sweet popcorn balls, and you know, we took that stuff and we ate it. And I think. I think back, my mother always kind of looked over our stuff. But, you know, I'm thinking 1967, my father had six children. He was probably making $4 an hour. We were living in Southern California right across from a military base. There was not money to give to your kids to go buy stuff. I mean, the life that kids have today, even my own two children who are 30 and 27, I mean, they had stuff I would have never dreamed uh, you know, by Nintendo.
1: <laughs> oh, you guys you you are getting old dad, now. Yeah. Hey. You know what you sound like now. I mean, are you going to tell us the, the walk into school th- uh, three, three miles a day <laughs> through five feet of snow, uphill, cool. exactly. both I lived ways? I in Southern
5: California, right across from the CB base there. And to be honest, I lived in a fairly brand new house. My dad rented it, of course. But my walk to school was probably a mile and a half. There was plenty of sidewalks. It was a new development. Mm-hmm. It was a modern school. So no, I ain't going to tell you that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, our life was good. We had a good life. It's funny because... When I hear people today say that I won't have the same life that my parents had or others, your parents didn't have a cell phone. We had three channels that came in. There was nothing like cable.
3: Right. You know,
0: yeah.
5: There was no microwaves. There was none of this kind of stuff
0: uh, like well, that. And well, I'm, I'm only 24,
2: and I didn't have any of that stuff either. So. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm 28, and my my family was the same way in the 80s. We, we had dial didn't have any folks. of that fancy crap.
0: But, but sometimes yeah. it's, it does seem <laughs> to me that... Uh, it does seem to me that kids are really getting the wrong deal these days, uh, with as far as just total
2: repression of anything fun. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
2: That, that, They're
1: that
5: way my whole
2: point of the call. I don't know. My family yeah. read hymns and ate bran, so <laughs> <laughs> for Halloween. Sounds like a party.
5: Well, I'll tell it you was. what. My dad was in the my dad was in the service, and I'll tell you what. If your father was in the service that time, uh, life was not the greatest thing going for, mm. uh, as far as what you were going to get in the way of food because they didn't pay. I mean. God, they didn't pay anything, and if you had as many kids as he had, but you know, we were always well fed. So, it, uh, as far as you know, the meal we, there wasn't just. So, like, this is what I'm bringing to you on Halloween. Halloween was that time to collect the loot. It's basically, right? And, you know, yep. kids today they don't, you know, they don't even have that opportunity. They got to sell it to the dentist. You know?
1: <laughs> wow. Anyways,
5: my thoughts, guys. Well, thanks for your day. call. I'm enjoying your show.
1: Yep, have a very good Halloween. You know, they had a. I just I remember a comedian was on. I saw a comedian being interviewed, and he was talking about how spoiled we are with with yeah. all the modern technology and stuff that we have now. That was that, that Louis C K. I'm not sure. He was cell
0: talking phone. about yeah about how oh that's a good skit. Yeah, and, and, at it, first it's got to go to space, you know. So right. people are complaining <laughs> that it takes so long, but when you think about what yeah. it's really what's really happening, it's not. It has to that go long.
4: to space.
5: <laughs> He's great. They talked gets about like
1: they had just he was on a flight and they had just yeah. gotten internet access on a flight, which is a you know I I haven't heard wow, of that. That's pretty cool. So apparently yeah, that's, that's a, and they were telling and they had just it. announced it. They just announced it to. To the, to the passengers, hey, we've got this new feature. You get to try it out. You're one of the first people to try it out. We've got, we've got internet access. And apparently it went down for a few minutes during the flight. <laughs> and people were like, ah, Ah, <sighs> it's like, dude, you, <laughs> it's brand new. You just got it, and you're already upset. It's down for you know two minutes. You know, it's like, yeah, and already. He was it's also already, talking
0: about how how now it takes a couple hours to fly from New York to California, where yeah. it used to take years. You know, and by the by yeah. the time you got there, you were a different person. Yeah, <laughs> you could die. Yeah,
2: <laughs> had to eat Uncle Joe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just, it's already there's a sense of uh, a sense of entitlement. You know, I have to I have to have Wi Fi everywhere I go. I have to have a self you know cell yeah, phone access. All these all, every creature
0: comforts, the, yeah, you know that we really take for granted, and you know I, I certainly
1: do as well. I, it's, it's, the whole thing about being constantly in touch with everyone, though, I'm, I, you know, it's nice when you want to reach someone else, but when they want to reach you, and you're like, right, you know, I don't always like, want to
2: take a phone like call. Like when it's a Saturday, <laughs> well, you don't have to. You, I don't answer my phone much. Like when it's I, a Saturday I, I, night, I, and my, for. my uh-huh. inner my inner
0: old man wants to go to bed and everybody else is out partying, and they're calling me up, and I'm like, oh, jeez, come on. <laughs> I'm getting all these messages. Luther, where you at, man? Come on. We're over at J.D.'s <laughs> house. <we're> at. <laughs> and I'm just like,
1: oh, oh. Wait, what night is this? Saturday night. <laughs> yeah." You know, Saturday like your your body clock is still on the, yeah, the early my schedule. My work schedule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm that way, even though I don't have a crazy work schedule. so. Yeah, Yeah. well, you don't work. I went to, well, <laughs> I kind of do. I just don't get paid for it. Do yeah. I
0: sound bitter when I say that? <laughs> uh.
2: It doesn't count if you don't have to be there and there's someone else there yelling at you. If anyone out there is hiring, <laughs> I'm looking for a self-employed job. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You can be self-employed like, like like me and just not make any money. That's, <laughs> you do work and don't get anything for it. Okay. Uh, that's true. That's one way you can do things. Yeah, but then I also need to eat. Pay bills. Well, I do too. I'm working on that part. <clears throat> yeah. So. Eating? I'm working on the making money part of the working for yourself thing.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> It'll come in time, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, what other candy myths are out there? Candy myths? We're way over that. Where were you? Uh, I don't know.
1: The whole razor blade in the apple, I don't think, has ever actually happened. Yeah, Yeah. I think uh, it might uh,
0: have. Uh, The second milestone in the spread of the candy tampering myths was an article published in the New York Times in 1970. The article claimed that those Halloween goodies that children collect uh, this weekend—this is an actual quote—those Halloween goodies that children collect on the weekend on the rounds of trick or treating may bring the uh, may bring them more horror than happiness and provided specific examples of potential tamperings. so they just scare basically people. made it up yeah yeah, yeah they just scare people into this sounds you know? like kind of typical journalism huh? yeah this <laughs> could happen and i hate that argument that this could happen because i could crap the keys to graceland <laughs> that doesn't mean i'm planning a trip to memphis indeed <laughs> What the
2: hell did that? What
1: come from? <laughs> I know? Where'd you get that analogy?
0: Uh, that comic book creature, actually. Ah, uh, huh yeah. I, I highly recommend that to everybody. It's a uh, comic. Yeah. The yeah, uh, the best comic I've ever read. Six zero three four three five eleven zero five is the number. This is Free Talk Live, the spooky Halloween edition. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, 603-435-1105. That's the number you call. You can talk about whatever you want. This is the Sunday edition. Uh, it's Luther and Dale. And, and puke.
2: Yeah, I don't know where Dale went. Dale is, he has been spirited away. That's all right. Off to heaven he went. Woo-hoo. He said he'd be right back. He did. Ghost probably, go- oh, there he is now. He's probably a zombie. Oh. We're so good glad grief. you made it back glad you guys were worried about zombies me. or we were so, well I didn't
0: really care. <laughs> we thought maybe you got killed by the I uh, was just hoping you were off getting candy that madman who escaped you from the insane me. asylum up on the hill yesterday
1: uh, <laughs> that's that sounds like a good a good story, sure <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't want to know, so Dale, you want to tell us about uh oh actually, before you do, I have a library to do. Hey everybody! Don't you mean a dead read? (laughs) (laughs) Hey everybody! Welcome to the interwebs. Yes, this is so cool. Did you know there are smart folks all over the world who need uh, who need to meet you? Why? Well, if you're from an English-speaking country, then check out english.freetalklive.com right this very second to find out. If you're listening to this podcast, then pause it right now and check out the site. Go to english.freetalklive.com and discover how to create your own online business. All you need to get started is the ebook, the internet, Skype, a webcam, and a microphone. What an inexpensive way to become your own boss that oversees a rewarding and challenging job that requires your unique creativity and passion. Pause the podcast and visit English.freetalklive right now. Right now! So,
1: Dale. Right now. Ghosts. I know you guys want to hear some ridiculous ghost stories. Am I right? I'm fairly indifferent. You're not wrong, Walter. And, um... (laughs) So, this is from Crack.com. Oh, how Jonathan. did I know that was coming? By Jonathan, Yeah, well, it's a tradition, okay. <laughs> Jonathan Wojcik. How do you spell it? W-O-J-C-I-K. What I mean, is I, it? Did I say how do you spell it? Is it Gaelic? How it, do is you pronounce it? you spell it again one more time? Wojcik. Yeah. W-O-J-C-I-K. Wojcik. Okay. So, that's who it is. The Watch most re- kick- seven most ridiculous ghost stories oh from God. around the world. <laughs> it's pronounced. As we have pointed out before, you can tell a lot <laughs> about a people from their folklore. Even their ghost stories speak volumes about all the underlying neuroses that create our nightmares. But then there are some ghost stories that just leave you absolutely freaking baffled. We're talking about spooks like the Shrine, the uh, Shrine, yeah, Shriners, shrine? The little
2: guys in the fez hats, <laughs> and the tiny guys, Shrine.
1: Like slime, but with shrine. Shrine? Approximately 100% of the people reading this are about to get their Halloween costume idea for next year. You'll see. Ooh, where's my notebook? (laughs) Write this down. The thing is, considering how consistently insane they are, Japanese ghost stories are about about as formulaic as an episode of House. Oh, there you go. It's Japanese. (laughs) Typically, most of them read like this. Some traveler happens upon a mysterious stranger. Mysterious stranger reveals that he's some sort of insanely deformed ghost. And then the victim runs screaming, or the spirit disappears, or some or someone gets eaten by something. Which brings us to the story of the Shrine. In this tale, a samurai warrior is walking around Kyoto late one night when he is accosted by some naked pervert, seemingly the dumbest rapist in all of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Before the samurai can draw steel and carve this guy up, however, the perv bends over and wait for it, reveals oh. he has a huge eyeball peering out of his ass. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 that's about where the story ends. Yeah. Sounds Japanese. like sounds like about every Japanese movie I've ever seen at your house, Dale. <laughs> How many Japanese movies have you seen at my house? Machine Girl. Okay. I that's, think that was it. That's <laughs> one. <Okay. why? laughs> I don't think there was any eyeballs coming out of asses. Well, it's shingaro. that level of just weirdness.
2: Well, there were the twelve hours of tentacle porn three weeks ago you were had us all watch. Um,
1: <laughs> I, I must have missed that one. But anyway. Oh,
2: you were there. You were there. The
1: twelve hours of ten all right. Yeah, I would block it out too. Um so yeah, Japanese folklore takes the keep it simple, stupid approach to spooky BS. They just ask you to imagine a samurai staring down at some guy mooning him with an eye up his ass and make up your own ending. Variations of the same variations of the theme might replace the shrine with a snake necked woman or a woman without a face or a chick with a slit mouse mouth <laughs> or that thing from Pan's Labyrinth. Basically give somebody eyes where they wouldn't fauna. actually have eyes and make them chase a samurai around and you've got a Japanese ghost story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some sometimes
0: yeah. Japanese culture is just Really, 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 really strange to me. <laughs>
1: but, you know, they're foreign. And Them foreigners. The Japanese get pretty foreign to us whiteies. There's, yeah. there's an article somewhere just talking about pop pop culture things going on in Japan that would seem... Well,
2: do you suppose in Japan that, you know, they read articles about our ghost stories and go, Well, that was retarded. Maybe. And succinct. Why didn't it
1: end weird and confusingly? Where's suddenly, the eyeball? You know, yeah, where
2: are the eyeballs <laughs> up the butt?
1: Uh, number six, the Hantu Tedek. <sighs> if you thought if you thought Japan had a kinky and disturbing mythology, we'd like to introduce you to Malaysia. Specifically the specifically the Hantu Tedek, whose name is most commonly translated as Breast Ghost. Ooh. But we're I'm liking pretty sure, the sound of this already. <laughs> we're pretty sure that Titty Spectre, Booby Phantom, and Gazongular <laughs> Apparition are all just as acceptable. <laughs> as you may have guessed, these female spirits have an impossibly humongous rack and their entire <laughs> shtick is to float around smothering attractive and virile young men with their ectoplasmic unfun bags. <laughs> and while you might think that doesn't sound like a bad way to go, put a, uh, put away those Ouija boards, gentlemen, because this one just gets weirder. First of all, the Jug Spook is said to be a hideously obese old hag, Oh. and her triple Z cup namesakes yes. are on her back.
2: Yes. It's, see? right,
1: <laughs> it seems the Hantu tetik has been appropriated. In Malaysia, as a kind of boogeyman story to keep children in line, as a version of the story has the ghost hunting down kids who stray too far or stay out too late and wrapping them up in her boobies. Don't so brush nobody their teeth. W- so, don't so clean their room. Will ever find them again. Don't do their homework. <laughs> Fair enough, but geez, isn't there some less obscure threat that we can use as a deterrent the tit in this situation? Ghosts phantom's going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> we mean Occam's razor, people. Even in Malaysia, you're more likely to be attacked by grizzly bears than by marauding ghouls with weaponized bazongas. Right? I'm pretty certain. Maybe?
0: I'm going to an say for that, no.
1: Honestly. Yeah. Uh, number five, Rawhead Bloody Bones. Many American localities have their own individual roaming monster Is that a gay stories.
0: bar? <laughs> Sounds like a band name. <laughs> Where that, there you go. A lot of this is, is band
1: Bones. names. I mean, let's give <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, any, any any bizarre you know expression has a 50% chance of being a band name, right? Um <laughs> So many American localities have their own individual roaming monster stories to bring in the tourists and scare the crap out of them for profit. New Jersey, for example, has the Jersey Devil, Missouri, not wanting to be outdone, vomited out some bizarre story about a pig skeleton with bear claws that reads like a (laughs) mashup between Red Riding Hood and Pumpkinhead. Um, Those hillbillies. (laughs) As the story goes, a powerful but more or less a benevolent witch lived alone with a pet Razorback hog named Rawhead. The hog was able to walk and talk like a man because, hey, magic. Up until now, it sounds like a Disney musical (laughs) cartoon, but it only gets edgier and less family-friendly from here. One day, some asshole hunter decided that it was easier to shoot domesticated talking pigs than it was to go into the forest and bag some regular non-magic ones. So he snuck into the witch's yard and kidnapped Rawhead, butchering him and making a day's income on the meat. At this point, we'd like to stress that we can think of probably a hundred more profitable uses for a talking pig than carving it into regular pork chops. But hey, mm-hmm. we're not from Missouri. The witch, infuriated by the death of her abomination against God, casts a spell over its bones so that they could walk and talk again. But rather than the cute little Disney piggy he once was, Rawhead returns as a bloody, skeletal engine of vengeance. He swore to get his own back against the hunter but not before suiting up Batman style with body parts from several other Dan animals, the fangs of a panther, the claws of a bear and the bushy tail of a raccoon. When he meets up with his own killer, most versions of the story include this cute, but obviously plagiarized fairy tale routine. <laughs> Land of Goshen. What have you got those big eyes for? He snapped <laughs> thinking the kids were trying to scare him with some crazy mask to see your grave Rawhead rumbled very softly. Land of Goshen, what have you got those big claws for? He snapped. You look ridiculous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's to, di- s- to dig your grave, Rahe had to tone softly. Um, I'll finish it later, I guess. Yeah,
2: Land of Goshen. Uh, what the hell? We'll
1: keep everyone on the edge of their seats with this little nursery rhyme. Oh yeah, yeah. Right I'm sure
0: everyone's in suspense. three five eleven5 Tell us your strange ghost tit stories. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the Halloween edition. 603-435-1105, that's the number. And for Halloween this year, I'm Luther. And Dale. And James. Wow. I mean, wait. So we all came as ourselves for Halloween. That's pretty cool. Yes. (laughs) I'm actually referred to as puke most of the times. Very ironic. Very hipster. I like it. Yes. Are you concerned with the continuing drop in value of your dollars? Are you looking for an alternative currency you can trust? Sometimes. All the time. Oh. Then check out Shire Silver at ShireSilver.com. There you'll find information about available products, co-branding, how to become a merchant, which merchants are currently accepting cards, and much more. Shire Silver is the size of a credit card and fits easily into your pocket. The small denominations of silver and gold make it easy to spend and make change with. This, uh, the cards are sort of combination of store loyalty cards and bullion. So check out ShireSilver.com today to learn how you can get involved with promoting a free market alternative currency. Shire Silver, let me finish. Sorry, I thought you Defending traditional value.
2: <laughs> I thought you had finished. <laughs> I was going to say their new slogan might be, it's silver that fits in your wallet. Yes, that's true. Uh, I got that email as well. Uh, yeah. I highly endorse that product. Because I'm not associated with it in any way. I oh. have some. I have some shire silver. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm i going to
0: start printing up, uh, and I want to talk to you about co-branding, which we can do later. Uh, yeah,
2: probably off the air would be a better time for that. No, let's do it right now. Right now.
0: No, no. Uh, so hopefully... Two bits for a dollar, three for seven. Hopefully we'll have the Elm City Mint, or Manadnock Mint, I'm unsure what I want to call it yet. Ooh. Yes. Interesting.
2: Yeah. I like it when people oh. s- you know veer away from like naming everything Liberty This or Porcupine That. Yeah, I do as well. I'm getting tired of everybody naming their stuff the same. That's just me. <laughs> I'm just. Kidding. I hear you. So Dale,
0: you were telling us about um, some kind of we were on monster. a cliffhanger. I forget what it was called. Yeah, we were on a cliffhanger. Some sort the, of when the break came.
1: Beast. We were getting Pigs. a nice. This is obviously seems like a rip off of Little, Little Red Riding Hood, but I know, didn't look. see any. So of course he's got these three different bizarre animal parts, right? And so he's like, "What have you got those big eyes for?" And he says to see your grave and then he says what have you got those big claws for he says you look <laughs> you look ridiculous he says to dig your grave and then he says and what do you have the crazy tail for fur f actually f e r fur Fur. to sweep your grave He's head boomed you have no uh, we have no idea what land of Goshen means but to cut along t- he was calling him land of for some reason but to cut a long story short, the skeleton hog eats the hunter and then steals his horse and clothes. Legend has it that old Rawhead, still just a pig skeleton with rotting animal bits, can still be seen riding through the Ozark Mountains every Halloween on his stolen horse and wearing presumably ill-fitting man clothes. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's some
0: weird stuff. In, in, in Florida, we had a local sort of Bigfoot character. It's was called the uh, Skunk Ape, I think.
1: The Skunk Ape.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it was sort of like a or mix escape, of... Uh, for short. It was sort of like Gollum from
1: uh, well, hold on. Lord of the Rings. Well, hold on. It's interesting that you mentioned that. Let me let me start number four, and you can tell me if it sounds familiar. Oh, you're getting ahead, the ahead of me. Toyol? T-O-Y-O-L? No, we just called it the Skunk Ape. The Skunk Ape. Okay, well, they've got a picture of Gollum here. <laughs> <laughs> We're Ooh. not done yet with Malaysia. Their Toil is a, mag- a mischievous fetus ghost. Yeah, that's the (laughs) fetus ghost. A fetus ghost. Um we'll stop and note here that for some reason all of Malaysia's horror legends seem to revolve around huge breasts, deadly vaginas, and evil fetuses. But we're not in the position to explain exactly what that says about Malaysians, as we are not mental health professionals. (laughs) Anyway, the Toyol is said to be the spirit of a deceased human fetus summoned by an evil wizard to enter people's homes. And rob them of whatever its cute little fetus-sized hands can carry, because enslaving the tortured soul of an ab- of an abortion is clearly the easiest and most convenient way to steal a wallet.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. So, pretty much, next time you can't find your house
1: keys, you know who to blame? Right, some evil wizard summoned a fetus. That's what happened. It's the most lo- It's Occam's razor. That's the most logical true, true. explanation. <laughs> Superstitious Malaysians are frightened of toils, keeping their money and valuables near mirrors and needles. The spook's biggest weaknesses, but really the whole story is kind of sad. Imagine your life ending before it has even begun, then finding that your afterlife mirrors the plot of Oliver Twist. Why needles? What the hell? Uh, because that's what they use to abort fetuses. Maybe I don't know. Uh, okay, <laughs> sure. Their masters are big that's enough. What they are. <laughs> are big enough douches already for sending ghosts into your house to steal your crap, but won't anybody think of the children? Fortunately, (laughs) there are many ways to protect your stuff from fetus ghosts. In addition to avoiding the aforementioned needles and mirrors, it is said that they'll forget all about their master's orders for the chance to play with scattered marbles. Sand, rocks. (laughs) That sounds like a (laughs) tripping hazard. Sand, rocks, or other things that pass for toys in poor Malaysian villages. Leave out some Legos or Pokemon cards, <laughs> and you would probably blow their little minds right back, straight back to fetus hell.
2: Now you're just making excuses for being lazy and dirty, leaving your crap. around Well, more. now
0: kids out there have an excuse not to clean up their toys when their parents Yeah, tell exactly.
2: Them. They're like, oh, the ghost fetus will come in. I'm not picking that stuff up. Hey, man, I, I just want to keep my hands on my
0: car keys. That's all, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's why there's dishes in the sink. <laughs> Ghost I'm sure how, fetuses. I'm not
1: sure how that comes No mistake
0: that, it for a toy. That one, I think, oh, beats
1: the, the eyeball in the ass.
2: Yeah, uh, that, that's oh pretty dear. weird. I don't know. Eyeball in the ass. I'm not going to ever
1: forget that one. I've already forgotten it. So any more, Dale? <laughs> yes. And uh, my, uh, yeah. So the headless mule is number three. This charming bedtime story comes all the way from Brazil, whose chief exports are soccer and really messed up crap. According to this quasi-Christian legend, a prostitute slept with a chaste priest, and God decided that this deserved some particularly terrifying divine intervention. Typically, God is known to punish people with barren fields and plagues of frogs and whatnot, but this time, he decided to shake it up a little and turn the woman into a giant purple mule with no head, and fire spewing from the ragged neck stump. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> up this crap. This was during God's surrealist period. <laughs> Depending on the story, this monster, straight from Dr. Seuss's nightmares, is accessorized with a floating ber- br- bridle. A uh, floating bridle still has the voice of a woman and changes back into a normal living hussy by day. We mm. would argue with God about how little sense this makes as a punishment, but then we—he'd probably turn us into octopus mummies or vampire watermelons or something. <laughs> <laughs> It is also said that either removing the floating bridle or simply stabbing the spirit would transform it back into a naked whore who would have no choice but to marry the man who broke her curse. It's kind of like the legend of pulling a sword out of a stone to become king, only you're stabbing a headless mule to nail a hooker. So actually, no, nothing at all like that.
0: (laughs) Kind of the opposite. (laughs) Well, it's, I know where I'm going on vacation next. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that's
1: right. pretty
2: awesome. I want that ghost. Yeah,
1: it's theorized that the story emerged from Catholic lore in Brazil to counter the nature the nature worshipping pagan religions of the locals, and to really push the importance of celibacy into Catholic priests, because nobody wants a village terrorizing, galloping, flame throwing ghost hooker on his conscience.
0: <laughs> so that kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier about ca- uh, the Catholic Church twisting the beliefs and customs of the local. Uh, Heathens, if you will, and yeah, using
1: it to I, convert them. Do yep. you think it, it does it? <laughs> it it,
2: no, totally it does, does in a way. I mean, it yeah. says right there yeah. the Catholic Church used it to sort of you know control them. So I mean, they're sort yeah. of playing off of their own mythologies.
1: Right. Yeah. It's uh, although it seems like they came up with the story themselves. So I'm not sure that it was necessarily oh, like they convert. We're just
2: somebody. gonna say it's the same. Go home.
1: Yeah. So we got number two, the hairy toe. When we get back, I dun, guess dun, dun, dun. the
2: hairy toe of.
1: Sheboygan (laughs)
0: 603-435-1105 is the number And we'll be back with more of Dale's Not really scary, just kind of Freaky stories (laughs) This is Free Talk Live This is Free Talk Live, the Spooky Sunday Edition. This is Luther. And Dale. And Puke. And we're talking about all all things Halloween or ghostly, if you will. Six, some, some things Halloween. Yeah, some things. 603-435-1105. That's the number you can call in and uh, maybe tell us uh, some of your Halloween experiences.
1: Uh, I want to hear a ghost story. <laughs> I want to call her to call in with a really good ghost story. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that'd be fun. So, give us a call 603-435-1105, and tell us scare us out of our wits. But in the meantime, we were we were on a cl- another cliffhanger.
2: Meantime, weirdest out two of our wits
1: of the most ridiculous ghost stories. The hairy toe. This uh, the American folk tale of the hairy toe is absurdly popular all over the Western world. Uh, that's interesting to to hear to me because I, I've never heard of it. And we're part of the Western world, right? It sounds familiar, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, with many variations on detail, Mm. but they all follow the same basic plot. A woman finds a huge dismembered toe in the garden, and her first instinct is to take it home and make a stew out of it. Of course. That would be my instinct, right? Every time
2: I I come across a mutilated anything, I'm (laughs)
1: like, I'm going to go make a stew out of that. Later that night, a murderous ghost appears, howling for the return of its severed appendage. True story. (laughs) what we find most striking about this tale is it's it's the only ghost story we know of in which the ghost is the least frightening aspect (laughs) somebody actually came up with this legend at some stage to scare kids on dark and or stormy nights but we think the point at which it really starts leaking out of the zone of credibility comes long before the apparition appears frankly we're more concerned about the sort of person who sees a damn toe in the lawn and has a Pavlovian hunger response what color (laughs) is the sky in this universe For all we know, this was first written back in the Great Depression or earlier. So sure, things were probably pretty bleak back then, but still, was there ever a time in history when dinner was an appropriate thought to have upon discovering a dismembered corpse? And God, why so specifically a hairy toe, as though it's part of the appeal? When you think of it this way, is there any aspect of the ghost's vengeful response that doesn't seem completely reasonable? For all we know, the woman just ate the only evidence that could have led CSI to the killer. (laughs) Uh, sometimes those CSI
0: uh, solutions are just ridiculous. Like that would never ever happen in real oh, life. Uh, yeah, it's and I, I love fiction. that show, except <laughs> yes, that it's it it's just it's so statist.
1: Yeah. Well, it shows okay, the cops being cop incredibly show, of competent. Of course it's going to be st- right, right, cops well, are well, there incredibly was one competent, episode... and they go and f- catch all these killers based on this really obscure evidence. Right, and
0: they're always, they're always like, so smug with their one-liners and stuff, and it's just ridiculous. And a... <laughs> there
2: was on the one sunglasses. episode where
0: they had a private forensics... I don't know. Well, they had a private forensics uh, uh, company that they consulted, and they were talking about how they're they actually more...
1: Productive and more
0: efficient. (laughs) Yeah, like right on TV. It was pretty cool.
1: Ah. Wow, they admitted it. Yeah. So we're to number one, the Highgate Chicken Ghost. The Highgate Chicken Ghost. We'll preface this (laughs) Uh, with the fact that this is a real haunting that some people out there honestly believe. The story begins at Highgate Pond in England with the philosopher and scientist Sir Francis Bacon, who in 1628 had an argument with with his friend Dr. Witherbone over how to preserve meat. And probably also over who had the funnier name. I think a guy name. named
0: Bacon would know
1: more than Witherby or whatever. <laughs> well, the, yeah. and, also, and probably also over who had the funnier name. So <laughs> Sir Bacon suggested that perhaps keeping meat cold could make it last longer. But being a doctor in the 1600s, Witherbone found the suggestion as asinine as washing your hands before surgery. <laughs> to prove his point, Bacon went out and got himself a chicken, plucked it, cleaned it, stuffed it with snow, and invented the first frozen chicken. Then he caught pneumonia and died, making him a martyr <laughs> <Ta-da>! for KFC. <laughs> okay. The site of Bacon's death is said to have been haunted ever since, but not by any human soul.
2: He should have stuffed that chicken with bacon. Mm. Maybe so. Mm, or wrapped it in bacon. Right. For over 300 years, the, the site of Bacon's bacon.
1: experiment has been haunted by the ghost of the chicken he killed. Ever since shortly after Bacon's death, people (laughs) at Highgate Pond have reported seeing a plucked, headless chicken running around in circles and pecking for grubs with the beak it doesn't have. The sightings endured so it's just through slapping <laughs> it just, its neck on the ground. Yeah, I guess hitting its face. There was a headless <laughs> chicken that lived a long time. Have yeah. you heard about? You heard that story? No. I mean, that's, I that's believe that's, that I that's, have. Th- that's, that's that's true. I mean, it, they, 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 there's a little bit of its brain stem left. Oh. It was enough to keep it conscious. Yeah, yeah. You know, I
0: guess a chicken doesn't have much of a brain. To and begin they fed with.
1: it with like an eyedropper and like yeah. Ground, I've, I've
2: I've heard of the yeah. story. Yeah,
1: it's pretty. Huh. It was alive. It was walking around and it had it, the head was chopped off.
2: Well, obviously, most of the head, I mean obviously. most of the head. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't cuz if the brain still there, yeah. just a little bit, you know, that's not the entire head. But still kind of freaky. impressive. But I'm
1: just thinking like who are these freaky weird people that keep something like that alive? Oh my god. <laughs> I get well, I don't Farmers, know, maybe there's a certain fascination probably? to it and, and people and would come guess. people would come to see it I and would have stuff, put honestly. it right out of its misery, misery yeah. personally, I mean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, um the, the sightings endured throughout the world war Throughout World War II, during which military troops stationed nearby tried to catch the chicken ghost for their dinner. Because, as we've already mentioned, the first thing that should come to your mind after discovering some spectral abomination upon nature is what it would taste like with a side of mashed potatoes. (laughs) The chicken ghost was last sighted around 1970 when a canoodling couple was interrupted in their yard by a prudish poultry geist. (laughs) Uh, Poultry geist. I disapproved of public displays of affection. There hasn't been any news of the demon chook chook since then, so presumably it completed its unfinished business and moved on to a higher plane.
2: Hmm. Good for that. Interesting chicken.
1: Weirdness. So does anyone has anyone actually anyone have ghost stories uh that compare with uh guys with eyeballs in their butts well, or no. on the movies on their backs Negative. on the sci fi <laughs> network they used to have
0: a show where they would show short films that student like film students would make and there was one in particular like they were doing like uh suspense films or stuff like that there was one where a woman was like cleaning out her sink with a snake you know and not not a a snake you know the the oh okay sure yeah okay
1: yeah i actually (laughs) totally thought it was a snake right
0: seriously and she pulls out she pulls out this little like it's maybe a foot long it looks like a person and it's like covered in hair and like for some reason she thinks to put it in the bathtub and it starts to grow and then it grows into a full grown man and she cuts all the hair off of it and so that he looks handsome and then she starts making out with it. And that kind of reminded me of the hairy toe story for some reason.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okie dokie. Did it have a scary ending? Hot. Did he kill her at the end? No, or? no,
0: they, they just make out.
1: Um, maybe this, Maybe the woman who made that story was just horny. I think so. That's what it sounds like to me. No, she wants a
0: hairy man to come out of sink, make love <throat> to her. Hot, uh, does she have to shave him husband. regularly?
1: Is he going to get hairy again if she doesn't? Or? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she just I, I'm pretty him. hairy. I'll, I'll, I'll come out of somebody's <laughs> sink. I don't mind. Well, I, I, was, I thought you were going to mention this. I've, I've seen a short film of this like deformed child that was being kept in like a dark room. No, and it was like a music video. It was really weird and cre- it's really <laughs> creepy. It's amazingly creepy. It sounds it's, creepy. Yeah. It sounds like uh, that
0: that movie the the people under the stairs or whatever
3: the
1: the well, kids under the stairs. The, the, the thing has like a bulging forehead and bulging eyeballs. it's human just from being kept in the dark well no it's deformed or something and and it it looks looks yeah they have to keep it in the dark. was this on
0: murray once or something or well there's a
1: chihuahua in the in the video too and 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 what they did is they essentially they show the chihuahua which looks all deformed and freaky because they just are you know they are okay and (laughs) yeah and then they showed a person with like chihuahua like features Features? and 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 it was like really ugh, and uh and right. then there's a weird, like, music video episode where he, like...
0: Did it. Did the the chihuahua <laughs> human, like, shake constantly?
1: Like, shiver? <laughs> I and think he did have some... S- s- some whimper like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, I w- I'll, I'll, to, I'll, I'll try to find it, but... I like real dogs,
2: personally. You know, like St. Bernard's. Oh, I thought you meant as opposed to some sort of freaky a, dog but, hybrid human thing. As opposed yeah, to like a a tiny a little
1: tiny little inbred... Uh, dogs that do well, nothing but shake into creature. Yeah. Well, a lot of dogs, um,
0: a lot of, I was watching on National Geographic, a lot of the modern dog breeds were only created maybe 150 years ago, 200 years ago. Uh huh. And a lot of them have genetic disorders because they weren't too careful when they breeded them. They just wanted oh, certain sure. characteristics. So that's why certain breeds might be more prone to OCD or. Uh, epilepsy
1: Yeah, and, yeah. dogs get OCD a, or, or, yeah. ba- or back trouble Whoa, uh, actually
0: there's a pre-stater in Manch his dog will drink water until he throws up like he just won't stop wow yeah that sounds like an awesome pet <laughs> 603-435-1105 more coming up this is Free Talk Live the Halloween edition
5: to tie, top of
1: the
0: morning to you. We're, we're celebrating Irish <laughs> Irish holidays, are we, today? <laughs> Saddlehane. <laughs> this is, yeah, sorry. That was awful. I'd like to apologize to everybody. This is Luther. And Dale.
2: And Lemony Snicket.
0: Or Puke, whichever you want to call me. And Happy Halloween. Y'all, we're talking about all kinds of gruesome ghoulies and things that go... Bump in the night, I guess. Uh, puke. And boob ghosts. And tits. Back boob ghosts. <laughs> back boob uh, ghosts.
2: <laughs> so I've so actually seen back Hey,
0: bro- you got a little information on us on uh, how to get rid of a body. Huh? I have a
2: little information. Have you ever wondered how to get rid of your rotten, smelly corpse whenever you Those die? Those pesky, rotten corpses? Or whenever you stab children when they come up to your house on Halloween. I mean, <laughs> never mind. Uh, <laughs> so, we'll start with the top um, this is from. It's a good place to start. Yes, well, unless you're in Australia, they read from the bottom up. Do they? Yes. Numbcranium.com. freaks. That's why they have that weird accent. <laughs> uh, you could get freeze dried, cryogenically frozen, or suspended animation. Uh, for years, there has been a myth about Walt Disney having been cryogenically frozen using nitrogen in hopes of reanimating him later. But up. Get oh, it reanimating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I think that's uh, a joke. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> though this may be complete garbage, the fact is you can still get yourself in on the process. The full cost may be a bit steep for most, so there are alternative insurance-based methods of payment due monthly that seem relatively affordable and can cover the cost of freezing either your dismembered head or a complete body. Though of small significance, it should be noted that the companies involved with bio-cryogenesis do not currently have a way of reanimating your dead body. Duh. So, that's one option. There's always the carbonite option.
1: But mm-hmm. well, the idea is to stick evil. around until they figure out a way to do it, right? Right. Just that's usually preserve. what people do. Like is- technology, they'll, 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 the nanites will go in and reconstruct yeah. your brain. Well, that's weight. been the, the, like, you know, Well, they'll just send nanites in there and they'll, like, re- re- reconnect all your brain pathways and everything that have de- 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 deteriorated. Deteriorate. Well,
2: yeah, I don't know. Uh, they'd have to be Bales. really good, though, because... Porky pig moment there. Freezing. <laughs> yeah, freezing your flesh, you know, it... it actually, when when you freeze your body, it actually bursts all the little cell membranes. Yeah. You, know? but you have to so, fix all that with nanites.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I that's pretty complicated stuff. I don't mean, know. Pretty I don't know. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. You
2: could so. also get turned into a pencil. Here's a great gift for the loved ones. <laughs> the pencils, once created from the carbon of the dead one's ashes, can then be sharpened with the shavings going into a box, which then can be used as an urn. And you can get that uh-huh. at
1: stuff? That's just bizarre. I mean, can you imagine like being the using loved a- one of someone who died, well, that, and that kind of reminds them to draw to Sorry. write. Sorry, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's okay. But it, can you imagine like <laughs> writing with your mom or well, something? Well, I like, was yeah, going to yeah, say
0: that's kind of like the the writer or the artist version of smoking out your boy to a pothead. You know,
2: you put his yeah. ashes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, guess. it it might be. Uh, you know, if if you have like an artist that dies or something, then maybe that would be their wish to be turned into art. the medium of which they're used. You know, like mm-hmm. a pencil, and maybe you could do art with them. Very so clever.
1: they well, use the graph the graphite. Then as them? Well, it's, it's the body. Yeah, carbon
2: from the ashes. You could just ca- oh. compress it down. Apparently, and what, draw what is, stuff with. Does them. it say okay. what something like that will run you? How much? No, it doesn't really give. You too could many probably do that at things. home.
1: I when mean, you, you just go- like yeah, cook them up and mush them into, See, dry a- them out, mush them into some. That's kind of weird to me that yeah. you
0: can't that you can't just like get rid of your own body that you have to go. It's gotta through be a smoke. home version of making. You got to go through this whole process, you know, of you know registering it, like a death <laughs> certificate, going down to the morgue, having it officially inspected. Yeah, the government doesn't like when you just then,
1: dispose of bodies without them. And then finding you got to buy well, if, a you plot of land. if you think land, about it, it's I mean, if, uh, there's obviously the distastefulness of it, which it, which is undoubtedly you know apparent, but the but it shouldn't be any different than any other meat, right? Right. In terms of like the sanitation of it or whatever. Yeah. There's obviously the concern that well, did they actually die the way they you know, obviously if you have a dead body that'd be the concern, did you kill the person and right. I understand that, but or, or if but,
0: you're looking for infectious diseases.
1: Yeah. I guess so. Again, though, like as far as someone a dead body is is is, is no different than any other meat that's lying around. Well, I think it's pretty from a weird. from a health standpoint. Yeah, I mean. yeah. I think it's pretty weird
0: that you can only be buried in designated areas known as graveyards. That's a little
2: Uh, Here in New Hampshire, the all of the uh, the graveyards are actually controlled by the state. Yep, you cannot privately own a graveyard, yeah, which that's... sucks because that's like guaranteed revenue. And I would love to own a graveyard because it'd yeah. just be simple. You'd just be like, whip uh, uh, the thing out there in a in a ditch, and they have
1: all kinds
0: of. Personally, I think it's a waste of real estate. There is that, too. And they usually take the best real estate.
2: Yeah, like nice, pretty places. Yeah, bastards. But where where would you shoot Buffy
1: episodes if they didn't have graveyards, though? Think about that.
2: (laughs) Well, graveyards are great, though, for people like myself who, you know, I don't get spooked out by that crap, and then they usually make, it's like a really nice park because nobody else goes there. Right. So, I used to go,
1: I actually went rollerblading frequently at a graveyard near me when I, at a place I lived before where I live now, in Keene. There's a really nice graveyard, and uh, is it called a graveyard yes. if it's if it's near if there's a church there? It's a cemetery. Uh, and I didn't it's realize not, there it's was a, a graveyard? distinction. Yeah,
2: I didn't. I don't actually know that. At this,
1: all. The, the cemetery and a graveyard, one of them has a church on it, but I always get them mixed up, which is which. But anyway, I, I, this one had a church, I believe. So yeah, I'm gonna guess the to cemetery has a church
0: because a graveyard can just be anywhere, right?
1: right? Maybe. I think you're right. I think a cemetery is it means it has a church on it, and if it's a graveyard, then it's just a, just a bunch go. of dead folk. Hmm.
0: 603-435-1105. Let us know if you know the answer to that baffling question. And, I'm glad uh,
2: that Dale went off on that rant, though, because then I found a cracked article on the same subject, and I'm going to read that instead because it's funnier. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so um, back on the pencil thing, it's apparently somebody named Nadine Jarvis who created this. an uh, English Yeah, some English artist, product designer. Um, let's see here. When it comes to thinking up alternate ways to dispose of a dead body, she makes mafiosos around the globe envious of her artistry jarvis has embarked (laughs) on a project to dispose of ashes in a way that will lengthen death ceremony to give more time to come to terms with loss and by that she means things like making pencils out of your ashes using the cremated remains or cremains apparently is what she calls (laughs) it (laughs) one dead body can produce 240 pencils holy crap that's awesome yeah i would like to do that and donate it to a school or something that'd be hilarious (laughs) <laughs> all but guaranteeing that you'll be dead long before you and your grieving family gets the chance to break them all in the most morbidly epic pencil fight ever recorded. The box of pencils comes with a built-in sharpener so that the pencil shavings fall back into the box, leaving your family with an urn that has more in common with the floors near the trash bin of every elementary school classroom than a human body. So <laughs> so <Wow>. just imagine <laughs> making plans to move your corpse Pencils donated to the local library, or even better, an elementary school. Uh Uh-huh, see, I like the way this guy thinks. (laughs) You know you'll wind up haunting that S. You'll be poltergeisting books and desks all around the room, while one priest cowers in the corner and screams, The pencils! We have to destroy the pencils! It's his body! His body! (laughs) You ever seen the kids,
0: like, in class who would chew on their pencils? Oh. I have seen people that chew on pencils.
1: Yes. Oh, Luther, Ooh. don't go there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so continue. Uh, Here. They, so, what are you suggesting would be more disgusting if they were chewing on the dead body pencil? It'd be cannibalism. Probably.
1: Yeah, cannibalism. I guess they're just ashes. And that's illegal, probably, isn't it? Uh, Somewhere. I so.
0: <laughs> but you know, freestaters are really into cannibalism. Word.
1: <laughs>
2: Apparently so. Delicious. Yeah. You know what else can happen? You can get loaded into bullets. When the husband of a uh, South London... This is London, what Pukes going to do. I just know it. This, I'm down with this. This sounds awesome. Whenever somebody in blah blah died, she did what we <laughs> hope our loved ones do for us. She loaded his ashes into shotgun shells and killed every non-human thing in sight. I don't know why she only did non-humans, but her husband, James, was an expert on vintage shotguns before he slipped into a f- food-poison-induced coma for 18 months, subsequently passing away at the age of 50. That sounds like a... Kind of a horrible way to go. Yeah. It was not his dying wish, said Jonah, but I remembered that he had read somewhere that someone had had their ashes loaded into cartridges, and he thought it was very funny. So she, I guess, apparently was like, hey, hey, let's do that. Taking the joke several thousand steps too far, she went to a shotgun cartridge maker and had a little bit of James crammed into 275 12-gauge shotgun shells. Jonah then had the bullets blessed by Reverend Alistair Donald, a local Church of Scotland minister who, in the process... Prove the church is awesome. <laughs> with the newly minted, newly blessed James-filled bullets, Jonah and twenty close friends took to an estate in somewhere Scotland, where they proceeded to shoot every animal they saw. By day's end, the bullets were spent, and hey, Mother that's Nature, my dog. Yeah, <laughs> or child, had finally learned not to f with the gun-toting tag team of James and Jonah Booth. Seventy partridges, twenty-three pheasants,
1: seven ducks, and a fox fell that day. Wow. So, Huzzah. like, he wanted to have his, his <laughs> body used to kill a bunch more stuff. Well, apparently he didn't. That's what oh. she just thought Sharing it would be cool for him because he
2: thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, hey, I, I'll bet they ate well that night. We can move on after the break to number five, become a fireworks display. Ooh, tantalizing. That's pretty cool. Tantalizing.
0: 603-435-1105. More coming up. This is the spooky edition of Free
3: Talk Live.
2: <laughs> Indeed. Can't yeah. rain all the time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, everybody.
0: Go to English.freetalklive.com if you would like to make 20 to $30 an hour all online. From your home, you'll be conducting English conversations on Skype with folks from other countries like Japan, for example. So get this. They will pay you handsomely to help keep up their already learned English. Let's say Kaiko from Japan uh, knows if, that if she doesn't use it, she'll lose it. She needs you for a natural for your natural English speaking gift. So get the ebook and discover how to find the passion these passionate people, excuse me, who will pay to talk to you on Skype. So check out English.freetalklive com and start yourself your start your own online English conversation business. That's English.freetalklive.com. You'll love yourself for it. So
2: puke Hey How do I dispose of my body cleverly? When you have a rotting, stinking, feces-filled corpse and you need to get rid of it, what do you do? Well, you can turn it into fireworks. We've all had this same conversation at one point or another. If you can choose your death, what would it be? I would jump out of an airplane into a, a, a parade. Most people would probably say quick and painless. The next most popular answer would most likely be in a blaze of explosive effing glory. Yes. Exclamation point times three. And while most of us probably won't get to bite the big one action movie style, we can now ensure that our already dead bodies will. British company Heavens Above Fireworks and the cult sounding California based Angels Flight give you the option of treating your death like a Chinese New Year by <laughs> mixing your ashes with combustible powder, giving you the spectacular send off you may or may not deserve. <laughs> I wonder if it tells you, like, what color does, uh you know, because they make mix different metals. I want pink. They make certain colors? I, no. wonder, okay. I wonder if the, the human ashes have a particular color. I don't think so. Let's find out. I think oh. it's the color Lurple. Lurple? Light purple. <laughs> <laughs> there are various packages you can choose from, allowing you to tailor your display to best suit your personality. Heavens above's, that's hard to say, simple farewell and gentle farewell, too many S's on the end of it, packages offer a classy, solemn, and subdued display of mortars launching rockets into the air and exploding gloriously, a fitting way to honor someone that lived their entire life in constant fear of being silently labeled as showy and a big, fat attention whore. (laughs) (laughs) If that isn't befitting befitting of the recently deceased, then customers can do a total 180 and go for an all-out, balls-to-the-wall, explosia-palooza with a grand finale and spectacular goodbye packages. With these, you'll be able to show the world that you overcompensated in every aspect of your life as a cavalcade of star shells, aerial mines, rockets, and Roman candles blast your dusty ass in a five-minute cacophony that will make God himself hold his ears. Dude, I'm sold. That sounds pretty awesome. That's my funeral right there. <laughs> Fireworks. So, just imagine. Included in the spectacular goodbye and grand finale packages are the options to include the music of your choosing and... As the Heavens Above website states, to spell out a name or message in fireworks. Got a final F.U. you want to deliver? You can spell that out in the sky and have a family member upload that crap to YouTube. Hey, Martin, remember that time you pushed me down the stairs?
0: You know what? Bleep you. That'd be a lot to write in
2: fireworks, I think. Uh, Well, it'd be worth every penny
0: (laughs) if somebody pushed you down the stairs.
2: All of which is, of course, this will be a... Set to a totally awesome Nickelback Megamix. Nah, it's not that awesome. That's that's the uh, writer of the article's opinion? I yeah. would not. That would be horrible. Yeah. I, Nickelback. I'm, right. Anyway, oh, and then uh, the, the next one is the pencils that we already did. Now I'm clicking on the link to go to page number two, which is currently loading in progress. Ah, there it is. <laughs> number three, become the strongest material on Earth, which isn't actually true necessarily. They're talking to me about Diamonds. And they're talking about diamonds. No. which it's just actually, the
0: hardest, right?
2: No, I don't think it is the hardest. It's the hardest naturally occurring substance. But uh, I believe there are some metal alloys now wh- that are pretty darn strong. But, oh, really? But brittle. So it depends on what you want. Like Right. You know, well, hardness is, is measured on the,
0: the Mohs scale, right? Yes. One to ten.
2: Yeah. And diamonds are ten. Right. So is there an eleven? Everything goes to eleven. The jewelry industry doesn't want you to know this, but diamonds can be made in the lab. Well, duh. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, they're not. And as, also, also, they're not strictly structurally sound, though, right? What? No, they are. They're actually more perfect than naturally occurring diamonds. Oh, interesting. Because they're, I mean, they're naturally, right, right. yeah, they can be made in a machine. They're perfect essentially, but people don't like that. They want imperfect
1: diamonds are things. one of those things that where the value is so incredibly arbitrary oh yeah, yeah and, absolutely. and the, it's a controlled market there's, like there's a lot of a diamonds a very controlled market in fact so much so much of the value comes from the fact that they're just they're hoarding up diamonds so that there there's a limited amount of them out there oh right, right. yeah i su- right.
2: i suggest anybody go and find there's documentaries out there about De beers and the uh, you know the the diamond cartels and it's yeah. just it's amazing cuz they they'll go through like you know millions of diamonds a year and most of them get put into safes vaults yeah. somewhere that they just. Well, that's, and that's also the inspiration
1: out. for the movie Blood Diamond, I believe. Yeah, yeah. it's not uh, a bad movie. Uh, it is a good movie. Out. Yeah,
0: and the Hunt brothers did that with silver once, but it backfired on them. They ended up uh, losing all their money, didn't they?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I know in, that. Like, I know the early the early that. Um, 80s. 80s. My understanding is that uh, uh, someone, the, the person who succeeded at that was, uh, oh shoot, I'm forgetting his name right now, but the investor, Santa Claus, the liberal investor, the really wealthy. Uh. Liberal investor, he's real, real Donald liberal. Donald Trump, no. Um, Edward J. Koch, I'm not not sure. Anyway, oh, Sam you Walton? people, what good are you? <laughs> Don Tyson. Well, he hoarded up silver and actually Mike Tyson. managed to the Sears. He hoarded up silver and managed to nice start the chicken. value and then sold it. <laughs> he actually right. and he he was able to buy it in a large enough volume to actually affect the market. Right. Apparently, so. did you know that China consumes more
2: diamonds than any other country? Because they're industrial. Aha! Uh-huh. But you didn't think that. Wouldn't that cut
1: up your insides? But I'm no, ch- no, but they do use it for if cutting. you consume
2: diamonds. Oh, ha ha! Actually, no, I don't think it would. That's I mean, just like um, you just marathon
1: man, which is probably before your time. You guys are little whippersnappers. Marathon snappers. man, marathon A movie man? called Marathon Man. Is that the one? I where, think I've seen. That. Oh no, that's
2: Running Man with Schwarzenegger,
1: yeah. where he at, where he made the guy eat diamonds. Oh, I think Strange. I've seen that. It's uh, Dustin Hoffman, I believe. Interesting. Yeah. When when he was. Yeah, it's one of his earlier pieces or something.
0: Is that the one where he dresses like an older woman? Tootsie?
1: No. No. (laughs) That is not Marathon Man. I can understand the similarity, though. Back to the article. (laughs) Confusion is understandable.
2: So anyway, obviously, blah, blah, blah. Humans contain carbon, right? So you know what that means. Yes, if you died right now, your family could cremate and wear your dead body as a rather morbid article of high-end bling-bling within six to nine months. This is the promise of Illinois-based dead human to pretty diamond converters called LifeGem. Once a body has been cremated or a lock of hair is ob- is obtained, uh, that's weird, lock of hair, I don't know what that is about, LifeGem scientists perform science all over it, first placing the separated ash carbons into an evil-looking crucible that may as well have been a terrifying artifact found on the floors of Auschwitz, foreboding serial number and all. And they have a picture of it there, and it looks foreboding indeed. This crucible is then heated to around 3,000 degrees Celsius, converting the carbon into pure graphite. This graphite is then placed into a diamond press that replicates the heat and pressure generated by the earth in order to form a diamond. These are molecularly identical to naturally occurring diamonds and contain all of the same traits. This will help tremendously when your family inevitably pawns the effer for beer money. (laughs) But don't just take our word for how valuable these things can get. Apparently, LifeGem borrowed 10 strands of hair off the head of Ludwig van Beethoven from a celebrity hair collector. Now, oh, that's just creepy. Yeah. There are people that collect hair. Celebrity hair? Yeah. Sounds unsanitary. This creepy. I don't like hair. You know, like the floors on, on barbers or salons or whatever, and there's hair everywhere? No, mm-hmm. oh, that creeps me out. I just don't <laughs> like it. I just imagine somehow it's getting into my mouth or something. I don't know, but... All right. Uh, oh, music. So anyway, <laughs> pressed into a diamond that was valued at one million dollars. So, uh, so just imagine you can uh, be turned into a diamond. <laughs> Moving along to number two, which will be apparently can be turned into a battery.
0: 603 aluminum five. We we're gonna turn ourselves into batteries. Coming up next, this
4: is Street yeah, Talk Live. Yeah, rock on.
0: This is Free Talk Live, the spooky Halloween edition. This is
1: the Lord of the Dead Luther. And Dale. Who doesn't have a cool title. Who isn't quite dead, just sort of half asleep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll be Zombie I'll get my
1: caffeine now though, so it Zombie should be better Vomit. Soon.
2: <laughs> Yay.
0: <laughs> and Zombie Vomit, or puke. <laughs> You're uh you were telling us about um cool things you can do. To get rid of your body
2: after death. Yes, sir. The six coolest things that you can do with your body when it's all disgusting and corpsified. And we're on to number two, which is apparently a battery. So Don Duncanfield, we'll just call him Dunkin' Donuts Crematorium in England, was having a problem (laughs) when it came to burning their fresh crop of bodies. They couldn't afford to perform their cremationary duties while uh, simultaneously keeping the mourners of the dead warm within the chapel. Their solution was a controversial one as they proposed that the energy given off should be recycled to power the chapel's boiler and lighting system. So I don't know why the hell that's controversial. That, that sort sounds of Makes awesome. sense to me. Like, right. if you're going to be burning something, you might as well recapture think the about heat. It, right. The
1: heat that they, that everyone is experiencing is actually that is actually converted from portions of the It's chemically coming from the body. Reduce, reuse,
0: recycle. That's word. Word. my motto.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's I guess there's a lot of fuel going on that has nothing to do with the body, but it, there's some some of that heat comes from the body burning, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do use you know gas. Yeah, like burners and stuff, but that's to get it. You're really hot. still, yeah, you're still creating a, an environment where there's a lot of heat. So why not just put a damn boiler on top of all that heat and you know, Heck yeah, reuse yeah. it.
1: You know, but, environmentally uh, conscious body yeah. disposal. Exactly. Well,
0: well the, I think the problem is is people just get so sensitive about death because it's frightening. You know, admittedly. Uh, exactly, it's, it's the living
2: people that have the problem with yeah, this yeah, stuff.
0: exactly. Like personally, I don't care when I die; I'll be dead. I don't need a, a fancy box. I don't need a party. You know, yeah, we don't need a, a It's, it's for the living. The where, funeral yeah. is for the living. It's it, not. It, it you totally know, is, and, and
1: most people acknowledge that. Well, but I, but at the same stupid. time, they also do silly things like make sure the coffin's padded and comfortable. and the it's, great it's like, I- You're dead. The great <laughs> idea I came up
0: with. The great solution to all of it is to sell your body to science. That way, you get paid. For dying, opposed to having to How show much out, you get? Uh, like yeah. fifty bucks.
1: Okay, well, p-
0: <laughs> well, hey, hey, opposed to to you know paying thousands of dollars for
1: a great, well, yeah, you do the, th- th- the body funeral exactly. services and a
0: coffin and
1: just put a picture of me up for the for the services. I mean, you know, and my my you yeah. know, I've, i my sister actually said you know there's a there's a certain when you're you're trying to mourn, it helps to see the person. So um, she said that as a living person, she likes seeing the body.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm and, not. A, I'm not a fan really? of, uh, of ceremony I don't, in general. Like, I don't yeah, like, I'm not either.
1: I'm, I'm of the mind. I don't really don't want to. I don't like yeah, that. I don't want to be seen like, that way. And you know, after I'm gone, I
0: don't like to get presents on my birthday. Like, I don't like the whole big thing of them being wrapped and like having to open them. Like, you know, just just hand it to me. I I'm not, I'm not Five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't like graduations. I don't like. Graduations are so overrated. Oh my yeah. god. I did Mine I did, was nice cuz I got my GED <laughs> and it was half an hour long.
1: I especially when I did Well, see, and I did I did the I got a masters. So I went and I, I should have known better. I should have thought, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this horrible graduation mm-hmm. ceremony uh. again? But I did it <laughs> thinking, "Oh, I should go do that, you know. My family was visiting, so I did it, but you know, <laughs> they, they didn't they wouldn't have minded they 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 wanted to come visit me and celebrate but they didn't care about going to that damn right, ceremony right.
0: the big one for me is marriages i just <laughs> i don't yeah. i don't understand how if you organize your friends and her friends on opposite ends of the room and then she walks between them and you walk to this magical table where some fellow reads magic words and then you walk back between them somehow your relationship is going to be different <laughs> don't
2: it's, it's like Jesus and stuff.
1: There's a lot I think that psychologically happens when you go through certain motions. There is I don't think I mean I don't I don't think a it is expecting tied magical to, things to happen to but.
0: acting out mythologies.
2: It would be way yeah. more fun to make to like, create your own ceremony yeah, like where you do I, three yeah, laps it's around so it the crowd,
0: like a ceremonial and dagger and, and a sacrificial a, animal.
1: No, right. Yeah. yeah I, it's I, Halloween, right? I, as
0: an atheist, I just never I, I don't understand how d- going through those actions affects whatever your goal you're trying to accomplish one. way, Really? Or the other. I think
2: the only the only decent thing that happens at a marriage is it introduces both sides of the family. Like yeah. that's the only time just have they're a party. probably ever gonna be
0: yeah, and and yeah. That was that was something I, I had worked out with an ex of mine. You know, she really wanted to get married, I really didn't. And the compromise is that we would just have the party. Well don't you think though the va-
1: the exchanging of vows, for instance, is I mean you're you're vowing to do something in public and everyone's witnessing it. It's like a it's like cementing a contract.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: True. I mean, from a libertarian perspective, you should look at it as a contract that's being done in public in front of everyone. They're witnesses to the contract and that's the idea is they're holding yeah. you to that contract. And oh, so I forth. guess. Well, you know, then
2: yeah. sign a contract. You Which know, would don't, be better, <laughs> don't, the wedding don't, cake or to have some sort of pie? Uh, I like pie. I think we, I want I wedding, wedding ice cream. Yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah, i <laughs> cake or the ice cream. Cake really, yeah. so.
2: as, you know, I'm just plagiarizing Adam Crowe because he <laughs> talked about this earlier in the week. But <laughs> as he said, like, the cake really is just like a platform to write crap on. Yeah. So, like, but it's not really that great. They don't really write stuff on Cake is just really sugary yeah, think, but they they have the little figurines you yeah, put on there, and they, it's all pretty and swirly, and it's like it's F it's, that. it's visually appealing. Is
0: the thing? Yeah, I be mean high. They, they decorate high it very is like nicely. liquid cake. Yeah, well, and mm. also like just the the convention of a wedding cake as opposed to any other kind of cake or dessert. You know, yeah, it, it has to be a layered cake with tears on it. Oh, T- and they're expensive. Not, not tiers, tears, T right. E A yeah. R S, T I E R S, T I tears of
2: yeah tears for fears. So. Moving along! <laughs> but if you can power one. Getting back to the whole, like, what to do with your body thing. But if you can power one little building, why don't you go all out and uh, power a whole town? Three Swedish cities, Boros, Helsingborg, and Rakhista, Ski, Ski, Starskirchen, are doing just that, using the same basic ideas stated above. These crematoria have all cut deals with their local power companies and are contributing up to 10% of their respective town's energy. So, why not? That Good makes for sense. them. Yeah. And then, number one. Number one. You could become a science exhibit via plastination. Oh, yeah. That's so that, big of um, a... That would be pretty cool. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's like... Where they strip down all the little tiny bits of your body, like musculature. and well, they nerves can, they, and, they
1: can put you in a certain position or something, yeah. and then they plasticize, so they plasticize you. plasticize you, and that you permeates like, your entire body so that it preserves it all. So it's all like, like it's taxidermy?
0: all like
1: No, it's not. not really, no, it, it literally like, like penetrates all the different cells of your body. It's like a. It's like it's um they 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 submerge your ent- your entire body in it, and then they can cut away parts and le- and show yeah, organs like, like and everything like the- and they pl- and they pl- and they're preserved and they're hardened
2: huh. yeah it's it's like and it's it's not just the outer skin it's like in the in the photographs here you can see musculature and the, the the blood vessels and they have ones that are just like just the vessels that they actually form into the shape that they would be if they were contained inside of your body but without all of the meat and stuff surrounding that is awesome yeah it's it's pretty wicked cool uh let's see here where was i lost my spot Old school style mummies are played out. Now we have a far more elegant way to keep people around way, way longer than they need to be. This new process is called plasti- plastination, apparently. And just as the name suggests, it involves cramming a dead body so full of plastic that it essentially turns it into a giant action figure Jeffrey Dahmer wanted as a child. Although, I don't, Jeffrey Dahmer wanted to eat people, so... Maybe they're thinking it's of Ed really- Gein? Yeah, probably Gein. Yeah. 603. Put the lotion on it.
0: 603 435 1105, that's the number. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. This is the spooky Halloween edition of Free Talk Live. We'll be right back! (laughs) This is Free Talk Live, 603-435-1105. That's the toll- not toll-free number. That's the number you call. You can talk about whatever you want. It's toll-free if you're in the 603 area code. Yes. <laughs> Word, 603. This is Luther. And Dale. And Puke. And I think you have- you're, are you still continuing on talking about people turning themselves into
2: batteries? Yes, they actually have a explanation of what happens for the whole plastization oh, that, process. Yeah. If you
1: want no, to No, you said- that's- the plasticization is different from batteries. Right. Isn't I, it?
0: I, I got it confused. I, I... Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, well, hang different. on. Before you go, actually, we have a caller. Oh, oh. well, F Free Talk story. Live, who's this? Hey. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey. Hey, what's.
4: Who's
0: a... this? this is Free Talk Live. Who's this?
4: This is
0: Dave. Dave, what's on your mind tonight?
4: Uh, well, I'm. Just actually calling. I wonder why I couldn't get you off of the uh, call-in line, you know, for the phone.
1: There uh, there are certain things that are, there's a certain server that is down at the moment, and they're uh, working on it.
5: All right. Uh, this is Dale. This is Dale. All right. Cool, dude. <laughs> All right. Good,
0: All right. Have a good night. <laughs> well, at least they're out there yeah. they're looking out for us.
1: So, uh, listeners, certain certain things are down. You can listen on Ustream, yeah. right, as I understand it. Oh, right
2: so we're having technical difficulties or something. Once it's
1: back up, the archive will still be available. I can everything.
2: still hear the show just fine in the <laughs> studio.
1: <laughs> can you hear me now, Puke? What? Just come uh, over. If you can't hear us, just come on over and yeah, we'll uh, hang out in the studio sh- and listen. We'll right. open
2: the window and you can stand outside. In, in the bitter cold. cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll laugh and point. <laughs> so let's see here. We were talking about fun ways to die and plastization was the number one Well, that's not a waste to die. It's a waste to to dispose of your body. Sorry. (laughs) Although I'm pretty certain it would kill you if you did this while alive. So anyway, this process was developed in 1978, the plastization thing, um, by some dude with a long name and is used today as a learning tool for medical students of all types. You may have even caught a traveling exhibit showcasing a collection of the bodies posed in positions that suggest that it's totally all right to play a game of football with your penis meat fully exposed as the following photo on the website points out. That is kind of strange. Anyway. <laughs> the Unnecessary. Process- yes, I didn't need to see that. The process of plastin... Okay, now it's spelled differently. Plastination or plastization? I don't remember. They appear to have spelled it differently in two different places, or I am an idiot. can be broken <laughs> down into five steps. So the first step is to... Well, it should be six steps, because first you've got to be dead. Hmm. So step no, Step one, one after die. death.
1: Step one, step zero, die. I'm step not zero dead dies. yet.
2: <laughs> you will be. <laughs> I'm feeling much better. So fixation, where decay is halted by the injection of formalin, a bacteria-fighting agent, into the arteries of the body. Two, dehydration. After the doctors slice and dice whichever organs they wish to set aside for later, the body is placed into an acetone bath where all of its fats are dissolved away and its water
1: sucked into the body's cells oh so you're talking about fat people yeah i guess uh, that well, to... was that during the break yeah it we were was. talking about um wouldn't it be cool if they had like um obese people yeah because
2: the, they preserve the... like the 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 nerves and mm-hmm. the, you know the the blood vessels and the muscles obviously so i was wondering i had never or seen a picture of like a preserved it, a fat person. it dissolves away all the fat yeah, first so it so. takes oh wow interesting number three forced impregnation the body is placed in a vacuum chamber with like a Like on poly- aliens? That yes. sounds like rape. Isn't yeah. that called rape? Yes. Number three, plastic rape. The body is placed <laughs> in a vacuum chamber with a polymer such as silicon rubber. Uh, as the acetone leaves the cells, it swiftly draws in the liquid polymer behind it, leaving the cell filled with plastic. Ta-da! <laughs> Number four is posing. Uh, once every cell is loaded with plastic, the body can be maneuvered around to strike any pose the scientists wish. It is also in this step where the scientists must resist their primal urges to place the bodies in
1: lewd sexual positions <laughs> while their hands perform must obscene they, gestures. Must they, though? I mean, I think we need some displays where they're in lewd positions. I'll, 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 you know what? I'll submit my body for a lewd display. Oh, uh, hey, this is Steve. I remember him. He was I'm sure a dick
0: back in high school. I'll, think I'll, I'll, the, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll sign
1: <laughs> a waiver and everything. I'll, okay, you can put me in a lewd display, you know. That's doing, in the private collection
2: at the museum. That's right. behind behind closed doors in the basement. Last step hardening. Ooh, I like the sound of that. The body gets hard and just kind of, you know, stays that way. There really isn't a whole lot of science involved in this step. (laughs) So that's the last step. (laughs) So the process takes just over a year to complete, with the end result being a mannequin-like figure that serves as a uh, diorama for the internal workings of the human body. The Institute for Plastination, located in Heidelberg, Germany, is always accepting bodies, but keep in mind that they will not... Under any circumstances, except bodies that were thrown at their front doors from speeding cars, all bodies used <laughs> are willing participants
1: in the project. Throw a body out. is riddled with bullets. Yeah. yeah. Here, plasticize with a, this.
2: With a note pinned to the jacket. Yeah. So there you go. There's uh, six ways that, you know, as opposed to the boring old, uh, let's have a ceremony and whip your body into the ground somewhere. Yeah. You know, do something cool. Yeah. Have your body turned into this crazy?
0: I just
1: might try plastic this plastic hoo ha,
0: plastic plasticization, plastication.
1: Yeah, plastic hoo ha. You'll be on display forever with your yeah. skin off, laid off, and in a lewd position, doing weird. I want to be giving both thumbs, thumbs your penis up. up.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> like the Abu Ghraib thing. or something. Yeah, hey. I call
0: it the the Hey Mom, Hi Mom, because whenever oh, you take that's... pictures, you you flash the thumbs up and you smile real big, and, and say, you say Hi oh. Mom. Hello, mother. And usually you're usually supposed to do that when you're doing something inappropriate, like keg stands or at the strip club
2: or breaking into a bank. Oh. Halloween candy sales average about $2 billion annually in the United States.
0: Really?
1: Wow, that was totally out of the blue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like to go the day um,
0: after a holiday and buy oh, the candy yeah, that's, cheap.
1: That's oh, good, thanks good for payment. reminding me. I have to go out and take a look for cheap candy. Yeah, and then yes. I'll save it for next year. For It's for too natures. bad we don't have a uh,
0: super Walmart here, <laughs> or else we can go right at midnight. Oh, yeah.
2: Will it get cheap Oh, you right guys then? really like candy. Yep. Wow. Black cats were once
1: believed to be witches familiars
2: who protected their powers.
1: Uh, did you know that, uh, speaking of black cats, you know it's bad luck for a black cat to cross your path, but do you know it's supposed to be good luck if a black cat comes towards you? No, I didn't know that. That's right.
2: So how do you... I
0: consider it good what one a book zigs on if he
2: on his way towards you?
1: Oh, dear. Yeah. I think you probably need to have a, a professional interpret that one for what you. What if you trick Maybe him you cancels him with some sort it out.
2: of... Mean. In, and then he comes towards you
1: on. Un- what if you what?
2: What if you have meat on you, you know, and it's like, <laughs> well, he's if he's you not want good you luck, you should keep
1: meat on you. That's true. You should I probably keep an do. open tan of tuna on you at all times. So you'll have plenty of good
2: luck. Mm-hmm. It's in my pants right now. People are always like, why does it smell like tuna? <laughs> now they know. Because I want to be lucky. That's why. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so um,
0: I actually have a story here and we hear all the time about, you know, the fanatical Christians and their views on Halloween. Not really. I do. Oh. And by I, I mean we, okay? Excellent. <laughs> All of
2: us.
1: <laughs> by we, I mean not you. Who's we? Who's we, uh, Luther? Bob. Everyone. In the corner. I, don't believe, I don't believe I've had that problem. Well, no. well <laughs> apparently,
0: because I, I thought this was pretty common, but apparently it's not. Fun, fundy Christians will be up in arms about how evil Halloween is and how children shouldn't celebrate it. It's... Worshipping the devil and Satan. Is it worse than Harry Potter? I wonder. Yeah, yeah, that too. They're always complaining so about this stuff is, like that. So, this is the a Muslim view on Halloween. Ooh. And it's titled, this is, comes from uh, alblog.net. Can I guess that they hate everything? Because yes. it's American, right? It's entitled Halloween, Innocent Fun or Mortal Danger. Dun, dun, dun,
1: dun. <laughs> oh my God, we simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> we were on like that. we planned that. Soon the festival season if will come. The Halloween
0: and Christmas, the Halloween and Christmas. Notice. The Halloween? Yeah, and the Christmas. <laughs> Some Muslim parents naively or ignorantly dress their children in funny or weird outfits and send them out to go door to door collecting candies in the evening of Halloween. And in return, the same parents give out candies to other children who roam the streets house to house for that purpose. Those parents think that there is no harm in allowing their children to participate in such carnivals and that they should not deprive their children of innocent fun. They they may change their minds once they know what it is, what
2: Halloween is all about. Oh, I want to know what it's all about. Is yes. it about Satan? It'll be interesting to hear
1: version of what it's all about.
0: We'll, we'll learn more about that when we come back. 603 435 1105 This is Free Talk Live, the evil Halloween edition. I hope more, it's about Satan. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, the spooky Halloween edition. 603-435-1105.
1: I am the master of darkness, Luther. And Dale, the master of uh, insufficient light. (laughs) 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 That's not my joke. I totally stole it from Dilbert. Sorry. Uh, And
2: this is Puke, the dark lord of shaken baby syndrome.
0: (laughs) And... uh, I got a brief message here from one of our fine sponsors. Yay. Have you ever noticed how cumbersome gold and silver rounds can be?
2: I have. That crap's heavy.
0: <laughs> Are you looking for an alternative to the dollar that will maintain its value over time? Word. Then check out ShireSilver.com right now. To okay. Learn a- to learn of an alternative to bulky bullion. ShireSilver is the size of a credit card, and it fits easily into your wallet. Plus, the value is built, built excuse me right into every card. And not tied directly to the ever devalued dollar like other alternative currencies out there. It's a combination of store loyalty cards and bullion. So check out Shiresilver.com right now and learn about products, merchants, co branding, and much more. Shire Silver, bullion that fits into your wallet. So I was talking. <laughs>
2: Where are you going with that microphone? <laughs> I was just going to leave. <laughs>
0: yeah. I checked out. like, read this ad and I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm getting paid. Moments remain six oh three four three five eleven oh five. We can still take your calls, but you have to make them fast. So I'm reading this story here from uh, alblog dot uh, net, and it's uh, <laughs> it's a Muslim view on uh, how the evils of
2: of Halloween and how Dale they, is waving around some shire silver in yes, the studio. I and have some
0: shire silver. See? It's it's pretty useful. <laughs> like I I found it it opposed uh, to
1: like there's another alternative currency I, around that's tied to silver I accepted some for but, uh yeah, some with pancakes this, at pork fest and then i turned around and bought some other stuff at pork fest yeah yeah it. It, it's been so
0: circulated it a lot a more whereas whereas with like other ones it, i just have it kind of sitting in my wallet appreciating value well more i have less like a, silver a, coins a silver that note. are
1: lo- you know locked up in a box
0: somewhere, yeah yeah but like this the, the shire silver i found is good for spending it's not so much for investing but it's it's good to have It's an actual dispend.
1: barter currency. I mean, barter. You could, I'm sure, I'm sure. It's, well, you know, yeah, yeah, could, but it still, contains it, the precious pressure. It, 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 it may not be the most efficient way to store volumes no. of silver, right? So maybe yeah, it's you're going to want bars currency.
0: and rounds, so you play pay a smaller premium, obviously. But it's also nice to have the small denominations, because otherwise you have like, I right? Because currently a single ounce of silver is twenty four bucks. Right, right, and they do have they do have. Well, Dell Valley <laughs> has half and quarter ounces, and then I think mm. Northwest Territorial has a round that you can break up into quarters. Yeah, but then you know you got all these wedges. But then you have all these broken is it a round pieces or is of it jagged a rectangle. It's, it's a, both actually. Yeah, they do oh. both. Oh, and okay. and okay. then both. you yeah. can also use junk silver like Mercury dimes and the right. old pre sixty uh, four Roosevelt dimes, yeah. stuff like that. But, but I mean, yeah.
2: uh, you know, coins are just kind of. They're not, America, they're not very practical. Yeah, I mean, Americans just don't really use coins. In your they, don't, they don't like, you know, the, the average the thing, American I right. don't think really cares for well, coins. Most of my coins go into a jar somewhere that's out a big of the part way. Of the how, other thing
1: about the cards is they are protecting the silver and gold in them. But there's that too. Yeah, they're, that they're, too. La- they're laminated. Yeah, they're laminated. So. Well, well,
0: paper money just became so popular in circulation that it, it outlasted the silver uh, coins that were around in the eagles and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, people were more willing to use the FRNs than the actual
2: valued money, and it just fell yeah, out of favor. It's, it's convenient, yeah. and you know it's it's correct. It does the the Shire silver cards do fit in your wallet just like a credit card, and they're you know they're convenient and they're easy and yep, it's it makes sense. Yep, uh-huh. and I designed them, so I have to endorse them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I've been happy with them. Uh, I was a little unsure at first because I, I figured you could put anything in there. But if you think about it, y- you'd have to match the weight and the luster of it as well, and that can be difficult to do. It's, I should a, it's, harder,
1: it's probably harder to. I mean, think it's harder to um, c- counterfeit something like that than it is. Yeah, a, plus a, an it's, an not, FRN it's not it's not too heavily value. in
0: circulation yet. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. you know who's going to want to counterfeit
1: it?
2: I should make the point that I designed the design. Counterfeit of the car. a five dollar bill, and then no I one's going to swipe it with those Shire markers. Silvers.
1: You know. Right. That was Ron. Helwig. Yeah. Ron
2: Hellwig is the actual creator. I just made the little logo
1: thingies. I mean, think rain. about it. Whoever <laughs> takes a second glance at a five dollar bill. I mean, it's yeah. it's probably easier I to do. counterfeit that than than a than a right. than but it silver.
0: Would, the, the the all the uh, supplies you would need. To go into counterfeiting a one dollar bill or a five dollar bill, you you would not have as much money printed up as you would put into it.
1: Well, I'm not sure about that. That's my point. I think it's harder. To, I think it's harder to to counterfeit shire silver than it is a five dollar bill. Well, yeah, I'd have to you agree know? with you because they don't swipe them with. They don't check them. No one looks at those. And no. So I guess I'll continue guess. here. Uh, this fellow
0: says that. Uh, oh yeah. Back to ye- this guy. Yeah, this fellow says that uh, once you find once Muslims out there find out what Halloween is all about, they might change their minds about its innocence. Encyclopedia, or they might not. <laughs> or they might not. Encyclopedia Britannica says, Halloween is the eve of All Saints Day. The souls of the dead, the Saxon and the Irish who in, in, innovated it, believed were supposed to revisit the homes on the 31st of October, and the autumnal festival acquired sinister significance with ghosts, witches... Hobgoblins, black cats, fairies, and demons of all kinds that are said to be roaming about. Fairies?
1: Okay. Yeah. Not that kind of fairy. There are some scary, I mean, some fairy tales. There are dark, creepy fairies that are Halloween. Yeah. um, Just go to any game (laughs) bars.
2: See some. No, I'm sorry. That was a lowbrow puke. Uh, That's the only brow I have. Very low.
0: The article in the Britannica goes on to state it was time to placate the supernatural. It was. Yeah, it was time to placate the supernatural powers controlling the processes of nature. A common symbol of Halloween is a hollowed-out pumpkin carved with, in the appearance of a demonic face. With, Turnips. Yeah, as we, uh, we learned. <laughs> and with a lighted candle fixed inside. The following points may be deduced from the foregoing. One, Halloween is a festival invaded by the pagans. Two, it is based on paganistic and demonic beliefs. Ooh. Three, it is based on oh. polytheistic beliefs that were not held by even the Arab pagans of the pre-Islamic era. How mm-hmm. could a Muslim okay. who believes in Allah and his rub and Muhammad, uh, and I rub. can't read, yeah, are like
2: Is that like
0: a meat rub? or? I doubt it. <laughs> brisket rub? <laughs> <laughs> that would be some holy brisket. Dry rub. Um, and his, as his messenger, allow children to participate in a festival
2: innovated by the enemies of Allah. Uh, the rub. Is he a, actually saying innovated or invented? Innovated. It's kind of dumb. Well, I'm pretty yeah, certain they, invented is what he meant. To well, they,
0: they innovated it. They were the first ones to no. Well, pioneer. if you're the first
2: one, that's, isn't that invented? If you Hush. innovate something, that's improving it, Hush. I believe. Moving along. Uh, <laughs> way to go. Grammar master. Uh, those
0: Muslims who participate or allow their children to participate in the infidels' festivals commit the grave sin that is tantamount to shirk in many cases. They should also... What?
2: I don't know. Shirk. Shirk. I don't even know what that...
0: They should also realize that by allowing their children to participate in such festivals, they expose them to a greater danger. Their children will grow up accustomed <laughs> to sacrilegious festivals. Ooh, oh no. <laughs> a Muslim must never... Oh no, un- they're going to become tolerant. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have any of that Yeah, crap. yeah, we all have to be ignorant bastards like this fella. <laughs>
2: Um, this makes me wonder, What are are there any crazy rituals in Muslim countries, like holidays? No. That people, well, obviously there are, but I mean, like, are there any equivalent, you know, like, like Muslim yeah, holidays, and a, and like Christmas. Well, I know Christmas they've got Easter Ramadan and, and all that hoo-ha. Yeah, yeah. The Hajj. Did they? Where they go to... Mecca. Maybe Muslim countries just don't have fun. I'm sure they, they have know. holidays
0: that celebrate stuff. Every That's culture good, does, yeah. I mean... A Muslim must never underestimate the negative effects of these festivals on the youth. Once children become accustomed to celebrating such festivals, it would be difficult for them to give them up or to see anything wrong in participating in them. I still don't see what's wrong with it. Participation in infidel's festivals leads to establishing intimate relationship with them and consequently to friendship and love of the enemies of Allah. Well, shouldn't you love your enemy? Like isn't that part
1: of what the Quran teaches? Like, uh, I have no but idea. But you shouldn't generosity? love what they're doing. You know, right. like you know, love the sinner, hate the sin, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah. that. That's that ambiguity. That sort of double speak kind of thing where you're, you're like, well, I love you, even though I must condescend to you about your behavior. Right.
2: I do know that the. Uh, I love you. I'm just disappointed. Oh, <laughs> the force. <laughs> The fourth satanic statement states that Satan represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on ingrates. I don't have a Koran handy. I just have the satanic Bible here. Nice. Or <laughs> well, at least we have some religious. That doesn't really offer any reference. Where did you get that? Barnes and Noble. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's the uh, satanic Bible by Anton LaVey. It's actually very disappointing. Oh, I don't know. I it, it turns out that it's mostly like crazy witch humanism mumbo jumbo, and it's not that much about
1: Satan at all. Well, that's the thing. I heard that I heard that it's it's actually an atheist. It's just a philosophy that doesn't actually believe in Satan. Yeah, it's or a, God. He, just, or he
2: decided to call it the Satanic Bible because it's like the opposite of the Christian Bible, and then it just confuses people and it's dumb. But it's <laughs> yeah. fun to I have guess out to when get they, book sales out there. Yeah. When I was in the army, I kept it in my barracks for uh, inspections so my sergeants would get freaked out. <laughs> that's great.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for this night. This holiday. Followed Eve.
3: This has been Luther and Dale.
0: Happy and Halloween! A
3: puke. All right, and uh, <laughs> have a good.